93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is Friday. It's November 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A South Jersey man says he and his teenage cousin were assaulted Wednesday night over a bag of candy while they were trick-or-treating. Daniel Peterson suffered a broken jaw and needed 28 stitches. I probably got hit in the face 20 times within two seconds, he said. Peterson says that he uh, they were approached by a group of teens just a, f- a couple of blocks away from their home. Peterson and his cousin, Ethan Dre, tried to ignore them, but it got violent quickly. quickly. Did you guys see this guy's face? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's to a pulp. just a mess, yeah. an absolute mess. He was beaten horrifically. On a night, by the way, where you could have gone to any door and, and gotten, gotten it for free. Yeah. I, Seriously. I, these... A-holes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing yep. more to say than that. Dre, who has autism, said the attackers were armed with knives, bats, glass bottles, and metal poles. So they went out to do something oh, like Oh, of this. course he did. Yeah. He said yeah. the attack was fast. He was knocked unconscious while Peterson bore the brunt of the beating. I thought they killed him, Dre said. The attack itself happened on Arago Street, a dark side street near Philadelphia Avenue in Egg Harbor City. The pair flagged down police and then were taken to the hospital. Dre suffered a concussion. Peterson will need surgery once the swelling goes down. The victims say they recognize some of the attackers as local teens. Police are looking at area surveillance video to identify the, uh, those who were involved and anyone with information is asked to contact police. A man found shot inside a car in Mayfair was a realtor who may have been in the vehicle for a full day before he was found, Philadelphia police <laughs> said. 54-year-old Orlando Martinez was found in the 4500 block of Oakmont Street around 11 a.m. Wednesday. Martinez was barely clinging to life when he was found, police said. They rushed him to the hospital, but he died a short time later. Martinez's car was parked outside of the home for sale that he was showing to prospective buyers. Martinez was a resident of Westville, New Jersey. His family became concerned when he didn't come home Tuesday night. Investigators believe Martinez was shot inside the car by someone he knew. Robbery does not appear to be a motive, police say, because he had all of his belongings on him. Uh, His business, one uh, realty group in North Philadelphia, was closed on Thursday. I know suicide was thrown around. They kind of threw both around, but police are saying that they don't think that it was suicide, although they are investigating uh, both Anyone with information is asked to contact police. A man who frequently uh, checked a teenager out of school without her mother's knowledge and fled to Mexico with her has pleaded guilty to corruption of a minor in a deal with prosecutors. As part of Thursday's deal, other charges, including a felony, were dropped against 45-year-old Kevin Esterly. Esterly apologized for what he did but said his relationship with 16-year-old Amy Yu was innocent and that of a protective father. Federal agents found Yu and Esterly in Playa del Carmen in March. Chief Deputy District Attorney Matthew Falk says Yu claimed it was her idea to flee the country, and after he to- she told Esterly, he decided to join her. She says he was like a father to her and denies the relationship was sexual. Falk says the prosecution had been hindered in their pursuit of the felony charges because Yu has continued to stick with her version of events. In sports this morning... The Flyers beat the Kings in Los Angeles 5-2 yeah. last night and put together their first of the season in the process. Oscar Lindbaum had a goal and an assist. Ivan Provorov scored for the second straight game. The Flyers won back-to-back games for the first time. In the win, Brian Elliott made 25 saves and Claude Giroux and Wayne Simmons each had a goal. The road trip out west continues tomorrow night with a game in San Jose against the Sharks. The Sixers also won as Joel Embiid had 41 points. 
<laughs> and 13 <laughs> rebounds, helping the Sixers beat the LA Clippers. One, 122 to 113 last night in South Philly. It was Embiid's sixth game this season with at least 30 points and 10 rebounds. Ben Simmons added 14 points and 11 assists, and Markel Fultz finished with 12 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists while helping the Sixers improve to 5-0 at home. They'll look to build on that streak tomorrow afternoon with another game at home against the Detroit Pistons. Tip-off is at 1 o'clock. In Thursday night football, the San Francisco 49ers beat the Oakland Raiders 34-3 in the hours before making his NFL debut. 49ers quarterback Nick Mullins, a 2017 undrafted free agent out of Southern Miss, began a day by receiving a good luck text from fellow Golden Eagle Brett Favre. Mullins led the Niners to touchdowns. Uh, on the first two drives of his career and went on to post the best passer rating by a quarterback in the first start since the merger in 1970. He finished with 16 of 22 for 262 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions for a passer rating of 151.9. And the Eagles, who are on a bye week and are off this weekend, are still the Super Bowl champs. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> Nick pulled up the picture. Who's wearing the helmet uh, for uh, the Flyers? Radko Gudis last night. and Radko. Uh, it was an impressive... Uh, uh, display of the helmet. It is. You know, I, I I would love to have a tradition like that where we have uh, something that somebody has to to take ownership or own or wear for for being the player of the <laughs> something of the, that of the day or the week. Something that's wearable that you can be on air with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was thinking of the baby head, but the baby head's muffled. Your it's voice too, too muffled. It's yeah. too muffled. You're right, but we should we should have something and and instead of because I mean these you know. These guys have uh, a handful of games a week. We should do it like we should do it like per week. Yeah, because it would get old if we did too it much. Every day. Steve, yeah. you know what I love about the baby head is when you see somebody wearing it live. It's yeah. it's creepy and weird, right? But then when you see a still photo of it, like when Jake was doing <laughs> yeah, it for the yeah. lottery baby, it it kind of looks so creepily real because it's just this weird still pose. It's done so well. They're actually so I ordered the the smiling baby that just might, so we have oh, the option. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, the option. Because yeah. the they're, they're made. They're made made per order. Happy, yeah. yeah. Happy baby, sad Happy baby. Happy baby, sad baby. I you like have to that. have options. I like that very well. Uh, hey, welcome to Friday. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, we have our Word of the Week prize. We're going to give away a chance for you to live li- large like Marissa. And uh, we'll do that at the end of today's program. That's hotel stay and, uh, you know, night in the city and some great stuff involved there. Uh, we have got a nice round of guests today. So we're going to have a uh, comedian, Tony Rock, who's been here before. It's Chris Rock's brother. Yeah, Helium Comedy Club. He's performing tonight and tomorrow. So he'll be stopping in a little bit after 8 o'clock. And then Casey last night had the screening of Instant Family. And not only was Casey there for uh, this event, but uh, the writer and director, Sean Anders, uh, was there for a Q&A session afterwards. Is that cool? Yeah, and then at the end of the Q&A session, we gave away a trip to uh, L.A. for the premiere of this movie. So cool. So, yeah, so nice. cool. And nice. that's going to be in a little less than two weeks. But, Sean, really, really nice guy, and uh, the, the movie is just wonderful. All right, great. So, Sean is coming by this morning, so can't wait to talk to him because he's got a lot of great uh, uh, movies under his belt, either writing, directing, or producing. So uh, we'll spend some time with him as well, and uh, we got things to give away. We'll make sure you have your opportunity to win some goodies. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, I have some entertainment stories that I will pass by you as well as the stupid question to start the winning. Stay with us this morning. Going to wrap up the week in fine form. 
This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so today's stupid question, we're going to give away some tickets for the Museum of uh, the American Revolution. So the question I have for you this morning is uh, the word stethoscope. The first part of that uh, comes from the Greek word stethos. What does that mean? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. So the first part of the word stethoscope, stethos, is Greek. And what does that mean? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. And some birthdays that uh, we will go through today is Friday, November 2nd. And uh, let's begin with uh, one from the world of music and more specifically a percussionist, one of my favorite drummers. It's Carter Beaufort's birthday oh. today. Yeah, from uh, Dave Matthews, fam. Uh, Carter is celebrating his 61st birthday today. And uh, Dave and company will be here, when is that, Nick? December Next- 11th or something like that? Don't quote me. Okay. But Wells Fargo Center, um, early-ish December, and it'll be cool to see them indoors. I did not go see them this summer, uh, which was their first tour through Philly without Boy Tinsley. Uh, and I'm, uh, I heard really positive reviews. Apparently, they added a keyboard player who sort of fills in the music where Boyd used to play. Okay. And uh, I, I really like seeing them indoors, so I'm looking forward to seeing them in December at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, Carter's a he's a monster drummer, man. He's he's pretty amazing. He he plays a style called open hand. Oh, okay. Uh, which is uh, he'll play his hi, the hi hat with his left hand as opposed to crossing his hands over with yeah, his right yeah. hand playing it, and he'll play the his right cymbal with his left hand. He's very very uh, diverse. He's, I mean, he's just really, really uh, adroit all over the drum kit. He's you know, amazing. it's funny because I would never, um, I wouldn't listen to uh, full albums through. I, oh, I like that song. I really like that song. I really like that song. And then, um, since a couple months ago, I started listening to full, uh, like, deep cuts, cuts I'd never heard before. Yeah. It's a ton of great music. Yeah, really, I had no idea about really it. inventive stuff. Yeah. Crash is a perfect record, beginning to end. I mean, if you like the ba- if you like the band, yeah, it's just a fantastic album. So uh, Carter, sixty one today. Uh, it's Jervis's birthday. Jervis. <laughs> Jervis Peterson uh, from Survivor was he? Was it the first Survivor? First Survivor. Yeah. He was really great on that show. Yeah. He was the first to go all in on eating the cooked rat. Yeah. Uh, I was. I think we were all. Absolutely wrapped up in that show, that first season. It was awesome. It just blew us away, and it was uh, cool, and it really was what you wanted. And he was really charismatic, and, and uh, turned out it was you know I would use him as a cast off joke now and then, and then we we met him, and he's he's a great guy. And Survivor's still on. It is still on, wow. and is it still really? delivers ratings for CBS. Wow. It's uh, I, it it. <laughs> It's just to me. It's it seems so repetitive around season ninety eight. Yeah, but that, now like they have different themes now. I so know, like but, this past season was like fit people versus non fit people. 
Yeah. Here's the issue, though. Nice. When you do those different separations and those different teams and those different themes, eventually... There's, we're going to take these three from this group and put them with this group. Yeah, so they mix it, them up. It never finishes up yeah. right. true to the theme that they started with. Yeah, Marissa. I see Jervis every couple months, and every time he sees me, his face lights up, and he's like, "I love you guys." <laughs> he's Aww. a good dude. You guys still talk about me. Yeah, just, well. my phone blows up every time. It's or you guys uh, mentioned Survivor, so well, he says hi. Happy birthday to you, Jervis. He's forty nine. One more in the big five zero, man. Yeah, so, right, yeah. Cool. I'll yeah. send him a text. I'll say happy birthday. Yeah, do. All right, so who else we have here? Uh, what? Uh, last time I texted was a, a year ago at 634. <laughs> or 639. 639, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you wait uh, like three more minutes. <laughs> oh, my God, no, that's funny. No, no, no. Here's the correspondence. Happy birthday. Wrong number. Oops, sorry. Uh, so so I guess nervous? this isn't his number anymore. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Try again. Yeah. Again, see if that's... Right. I'm not going to do it. Great. <laughs> it's uh, John Rambo's number. Uh, Bobby Dahl, the bassist for the band Poison, is uh, 55 years old today. Uh, so happy birthday, Bobby Dahl. Bobby Dahl. Dahl. Yep. He was, was he the one who legitimately worked in a salon? No, I think that was uh, Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket, the okay. drummer. Yeah, but uh, Bobby Dahl. I'm not, I forget, he, he did. They all did something with names like that. Preston, they had to be in a band eventually. Right. Well, is his real name Bobby Dahl, or is no. it like a take on no. Baby Doll? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay. like Barbie Doll. Barbie Doll. Yeah. Barbie Doll. Yeah, it's a play off of that. Robert right. Harry Quicken Doll. Ah, there you go. Well, pretty damn close. Then. Doll. He's yeah. got at the yeah. end. Yeah, there's so a doll in there. In the realm. Uh, singer Katie Lang is uh, 57 years old. I was a fan of hers. Yeah, me too. Good, strong voice. Really, really great singing voice. Uh, Fairly controversial in the world of uh, country music because she was, you know... Very androgynous. Yeah, and and gay and and all that, but she's uh, uh, she's got a great voice. She's 57 today. Uh, Stephanie Powers. Uh, heart to heart, Mrs. It's hot. hot. She's yeah. gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. I get so turned on. Yeah, Max was, oh. he really had a thing for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was uh, heart I to heart. thing attached to two other things uh, that sort of dangled below the first thing. <laughs> That's my things for Mrs. Hart. I went back and I looked up uh, pictures of a younger uh, Stephanie Powers. Boy, she she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Yeah. She also, Preston, was the uh, was the girl from Uncle. So they when they oh. had man from Uncle and they had girl from Uncle. I had. And she was gorgeous. I had, what's from Uncle? Uncle is a is a uh, no, no, a no. Sequ- oh, from Uncle, like from Munda, from Munda. scrape from the back of your ball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make that a little bit more I, yeah. palpable. That's okay. You were, you know, I appreciate yeah. your frankness. Gorgeous. <laughs> She's one lady who knows how to take care of herself. Uh, heart to heart. Uh, She's one lady. The rest don't know how to do that. But this chick knows how to keep take care of herself. Yeah. And the name of the dog? Uh, Freeway. Freeway. That was his name? Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah, I yeah really when good. I get really cranked up over Mrs. Hart, <laughs> I violate Freeway. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. You gotta stop recording these things. <laughs> uh. Max, why is the dog actor so scared? I don't I, know. I violate freeway. I don't know. Uh, Stephanie Powers is uh, 76 today. Uh, rapper, uh, performer Nelly has his birthday today. His real name is Cornell Haynes Jr. He's one of your... He's from St. Louis, yeah, right? He's, yeah, his his group was called the St. Lunatics. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I, I didn't know who he was, and, and he performed on the Grammy Awards, and every member of the St. Lunatics was wearing, like, a Blues jersey, a uh, a, a Cardinals, uh, you know, uh, jersey. And all, it was all St. Louis stuff represented. And at the time, Rams. 
Uh, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then I found out. So the St. Lunatics. So there, there is a, a woman that dances in this video who's classic. Big booty? Cur- yes. Yeah. I think it's the first time I said, what's going on here? Uh, so Nelly is 44 today. Uh, David Schwimmer. Oh, it's just in the news. Yeah, just uh, got caught shoplifting uh, some beer. <laughs> right, yeah. A guy that looked just like him. Uh, and But he, he played around with that. It was great and uh, made a video of him uh, stealing beer. And it looked spot on to this guy that was actually shoplifting somewhere uh, overseas. I've heard various rumors that he can be difficult to work with. And other people say that he's he's... You know, really good. I mean, he was in that Band of Brothers series. He was really good. Yeah, he played an interesting character in that. Yeah, yeah, he was, was really a, good. A, he was a an officer that was training these guys. He was really, really hard on yeah, them. Yeah, he was yeah, Really, really nasty. But he didn't quite have the stomach for uh, actual uh, for, battle, for yeah. combat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's uh, 52 years old today. And last birthday, a friend of the show, Mr. Pat Croce. Ah, sure he feels. Yeah. <laughs> Call case. Sure, he feels great this morning. Uh, Pat is celebrating his 64th birthday today, and you know, used to know exactly what he was doing when he was with the Sixers, and now it's like, ah, I do this, I do that. He yeah. has his hands in all kinds of stuff. Lives in a log cabin now. What? Yeah, he has really. Yeah. I'm sure it's not like it's, no, no, Abraham no. Lincoln it's just, log cabin. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. <laughs> I've it's, seen photos. Yeah, it's a beautiful log cabin around here. Or? Yeah. So yeah. My friend uh, who works for that custom home builder, they they worked with him. Okay. So they built his house. He yeah. was having it built when he came in last because yeah. he, he had sort of a spiritual epiphany. Yeah, yeah, he ended up hanging out with the king of Bhutan, yeah. which is next to Nepal. And, uh, I mean, that's what Pat does. He's, he, he goes and does these spiritual journeys and meets with kings. Wow. He, he's at the point in his life where he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, wherever he wants. <sighs> Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. Yeah. All well, right. we can do it, too. We'll just get arrested. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all. One of the most fun people I've ever hung out with uh, is his daughter. Oh, yeah? She, oh, my gosh. She's so much fun. Yes. Okay. Nice. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, the first part of the word stetho- excuse me, stethoscope, Stephanie scope. is uh, the Greek <laughs> word stethos. And what does that mean? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, I'm going to go to Greg on the phones. Hi, uh, Greg, you're on the air. Hey, man. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Doing great, my friend. So do me a favor and tell me what does stethos mean? Uh, it means chest. Chest. That is correct. Ooh, yeah. so chest. Chest scope. Uh, so hang on the line, Greg. We are going to be happy to set you up with a pair of tickets for the Museum of American Revolution opening October 27th. Well, it's open now. Uh, the museum, I need to change that on the copy. <laughs> you the don't me- have to anymore. It's Friday. I know it is. You're right. <laughs> opening three weeks ago. Uh, the museum presents Hamilton Was Here, Rising Up in Revolutionary Philadelphia. A limited run interactive experience tracing Hamilton's rise in the Philadelphia region. For tickets, you can visit amrevmuseum.com. The fun fact about the uh, stethoscope that I just looked up, the guy that invented it it was this French inventor, a French doctor, and he invented it because he was uncomfortable placing his ear and his hands on women's chests. Oh. So this was a way to do so in a medical and clinical fashion uh, and and remove himself from doing uh, that. I have no problem doing that with Mrs. Hart. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But Anne, in in turn, probably found a better way to listen uh, to the the heart as well. Interesting. Sometimes being shy yields great medical equipment. So let's get into some of these entertainment stories that I've pulled out here for you. We'll start with uh, there was there was some coming together 
at uh, on Halloween. Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan reunited to uh, trick or treat. I love this picture with their five year old daughter Everly. I didn't see the picture. Yeah, I, there, there were a cute? couple of pictures. Yes, uh, okay. the, the one, and you're going to get to it, so I'll let you get to it. But there's another one that just I thought was wonderful. Uh, the former couple split six months ago, and uh, Dewan filed for divorce last Friday. While there may have been awkward moments uh, because they're both already in new relationships, Tatum is dating uh, singer Jesse J and Dewan linking up with uh, Broadway star Steve Kazee. Uh, but they set aside the bad for the good of their daughter. Tatum documented their night out on his Instagram story and even posted with Duan uh, for smiling selfies. Uh, Everly, dressed as Teen Titans Starfire, <laughs> which is awesome, uh, while Tatum... Uh, dressed as a genie from Aladdin, as genie from Aladdin, and uh, Dewan dressed as Cleopatra. Uh, so we're looking at a couple of pictures. That's cute. Uh, they are requesting joint physical and legal custody of, De- and uh, Dewan is requesting child and spousal support. Now the other one, who you're probably talking about, Steve Chris Pratt, now yes, Paris. yeah. Yeah, they put their split behind them for uh, trick-or-treating with their son, Jack. Uh, but they kicked it up a notch. They brought their new flames, Catherine Schwarzenegger and Michael Barrett. With him as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, which is kind interesting. of interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's her. Yeah. Catherine's door to door. So. And they're all, there's a picture of them all walking along, laughing, having a great time. The the kids dressed up as it looks like a ninja. Okay. Uh, and uh, Chris is a Viking. Yeah. It looks like. And, and it, looks, it looks adorable. Yeah. That's, that's the way you do it. Yeah, that's cute. All right. So good for them. Everybody Keep, came together for Halloween. And- absolutely. You know what? Uh, to go off on a little bit of a tangent sure. here, but it is germane and even a little Latoya to this subject. Uh, Heidi Klum's costume. Did you see that? I did not. No, she, but- annually, she does a big costume. Yeah. That's so right. Her and her boyfriend did a, Sh- a Shrek and Mrs. Shrek and and costume. And they get. Oh, they did. They yeah. get the like the FX people Whoa. to it was come wild. in and do them up. Oh my goodness, wow, Steve! Man. Isn't that that's, cool? Oh, that's I didn't amazing. See that. I didn't know that was them. That's them. How, okay, so look at their hands. They have the big, huge hands. That would make for a difficult evening, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, that's that's amazing. That is incredible. Oh yeah. my god! Wow. Okay, must it's be good nice. Stuff. Yeah. Must be I, nice to have that uh, that access. I, I wonder if that was awful all night. Because I mean, <laughs> you're being in this giant prosthetic mask, yeah. latex. Yeah, it, it legitimately. That's one thing to consider. Obviously, we've talked about this before. When you're doing a Halloween night, if you're going to go out to a party or yeah. something along those lines, if you're if your costume is going to be too obtrusive to you having a good time, you got to consider that. Specifically, if you're if you're committing to wearing a mask, right? It can be tough, especially if you're going to be eating and drinking. And uh, but this is. I mean, you know, it's a whole other level. That's phenomenal. That's movie quality, and wow. she has people who are in the business who can do that for. Her. But when you bring, you bring yeah. about a, a subject present of someone wearing something that is not going to be really comfortable for Halloween. Our old friend Cosmo, oh yeah, would always wear these. Yep. He, he one time was an entire row of urinals in a men's room. Yep. It's tough to get around a crowded dance floor. <laughs> Uh, when yeah. you're wearing a costume like that. So so I'm scrolling through Heidi Klum's Instagram account, and she has done this year after year. One year she yeah. was an old woman, and she'll do movie magic type uh, costumes and makeup and everything like that. She did. She was um, Jessica Rabbit one year. This old woman thing took 10 hours, apparently. How much do you think you pay for something like that? It's going to be thousands, thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, she has friends in the industry, but that you still have to have those prosthetics made. And you've got to employ those people. Yeah. So uh, that's that's wild. But rock on, man. If, if I had the, uh, the wherewithal to do it, I would do it. 
Uh, some other uh, news, celebs, and Halloween. The Car Jenner sisters. Car Jenner. Uh, can always grab a few headlines with a few scantily clad Instagram posts, but uh, another one of their Halloween costumes had many wondering if they were actually breaking some laws. As Kim posted on her page, she and her sisters not only dressed up as Victoria's Secret Angels, but they dressed up as brand official angels. But there were none of the requisite uh, hashtag paid and hashtag ad tags, which left some scratching their heads. Oh, the Hollywood, I'm scratching my head right now. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter did some digging, and a rep for the sister told them that, quote, it was not a paid sponsorship. The girls did it just for fun. But the Hollywood Reporter pointed out, uh, VS issued, uh, Victoria's Secret issued a press release on their outfits, and it said the sisters are clad in wings from the Victoria's Secret fashion show Runway, and Kylie can be seen in the bodysuit Candace Swainpole wore during the 2015 Victoria's Secret fashion show. I thought so! The release read in part and then linked to all the merchandise the family is wearing in their Instagram posts. Also, late in the day Thursday, Kendall was confirmed as one of the official Victoria's Secret angels My God. for the 2018 show. Which means that I can segue straight over to that particular uh, story. Uh, so here's the deal. For, for the v- 2018 Victoria's Secret fashion show, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, and Kendall Jenner are in, the company announced. Uh, Victoria's Secret Angels, Adriana Lima, Behadi Prinsloo, yeah. uh, who's back from a three-year hiatus. Ooh. Uh, Candace Swainpole, uh, Elsa Hosk, Jasmine Tooks. Uh, Josephine Scriver, Leia's Ribeiro, Martha Hunt, Romy oh. Strigid, Sarah Sampaio, Stella Maxwell, and Taylor I don't Hill. Even know who the hell you are? Who'll open the show? Will also make their way down the catwalk. Yes, the so catwalk. Those are, those are the angels. Is this the one that always happens around campout time? Yes, oh, happens yes. always around campout. It is a big thing. It's gotten um, less and less popular. Ratings-wise, because someone over there at the production team thought, hey, let's have the girls serve as color commentators mm-hmm. during the event. Yeah. And it turns out they have no personalities. <laughs> uh, ABC on Sunday, December 2nd is when the show will air. Uh, BB Rexa, The Chainsmokers, Halsey, uh, Kelsey Ballerini, uh, Rita Ora, Sean Mendez, and The Struts are going to be headlining. Well, that's cool. That's the a good lineup, but happy. they're playing in the background. I'm happy for the struts. Well, they uh, they peruse up and down the uh, the deal there. Uh, the- I, I again, I'm I'm not blown away by Victoria's Secret models anymore. There was a time, but not anymore. That- I think they all they're also cookie cutter. Nick, is that, a, that, is that the picture of Kim? Yeah, that's a Halloween picture from Kim wearing the wings, and she looks great. Uh, on, on the bed? No. No, no her standing, standing up. up. And uh, I've said before that Kim doesn't really do it for me. This does it for me. Yeah. That's a good picture. Uh, so uh, let's see here. The final show will take place in New York City following stints in London, Paris, and Shanghai. And Victoria's Secret's been having some marketing issues, right? As of late, you, I think even, was it you that reported on it? I'm about, not sure. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're trying to rebrand it. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, because the perception is that it's um, overpriced. Well, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well it is. Yeah. Well, so they're, they're trying to counter that. Okay. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt flipped over the handlebars of a bicycle on the set of his upcoming movie, Power, Whoa. and he had a bit of an injury. The 37-year-old made light of the slip-up on Instagram, acknowledging that he also sustained a bike-related injury on 2012's Premium Rush. So it's happened before. I don't know what he what heard. The f- 
is this? Or how bad he was hurt, but apparently he was slightly injured. Uh, 39-year-old Wrinkland Time Star Mindy Calling, dressed as a bottle of mustard and dressed Catherine Calling uh, as a lion. Her 10-month-old looked the part for her first public shot. Uh, her back was to the camera, though. And she had written, Happy Halloween from this bottle of mustard and her little lion. So they what? went out. I love that. I love when they, they there's a, a, a parent-child uh, tag team costume. There was one that I saw was great. I don't know if this is an old picture, but it was a, 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 a dad dressed as a Secret Service uh-huh. agent. And yep. then he had a, basically like, a, like it was like a, uh, what do they call those? Where they carried the baby in the, in the harness. Yeah. So the baby was dressed Bjorn. as right. So yeah. as a president, but in front of that there was a podium. So it looked right. like there was a Secret Service oh guy standing God, behind the president, oh, and he had, and he had his you know his hand in the and the, the the receiver in his ear with the dark glasses. <laughs> I could never come up with really. And cool so it was just hilarious. Like that. That's yeah, a great yeah. idea. There was uh, one of the. I, I love it when the parents dress up. You know, because there I it would, is. Press- that's great. You know, I, I would do it every year with uh, with my daughter. I'd dress up, and uh, uh, we didn't. This is the first year that we didn't do that, and that's that's okay. But yeah. uh, but I love seeing the parents that will dress up that night. But some some uh, slightly inebriated parent uh, came to my front door, and it was great. He was just dressed as like a pickle uh-huh. for no reason. Like it was like a pickle with a I hat on. Yeah, I'm so like, happy pickle. So I so I gave him a bottle. Of, yeah. we, we had yeah, we had the mini bottles. bottles here, I'm like, here this. you go, Dad. You yeah. need that. So, but I was happy that he was dressed up. It was cool. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, so this will be his first time. Ray Donovan, star Liev Schreiber, is going to host Saturday Night Live. That will be on November 10th, and he'll be joined by Lil Wayne, who is going to uh, perform for the second time as a solo musical guest and third overall. He so okay. He didn't. He didn't host, but he was in a very funny bit that they did about the people, celebrities winning awards and saying, "I'm coming home with this. I'm coming home." Do you remember? Do you remember this I case? No. And 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 he was at okay. It was very funny, but I for some reason I thought he'd host it. Was it a it pre-recorded bit? It was a digital bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of SNL, uh, Pete Davidson made a mock wedding proposal to singer Maggie Rogers in the latest SNL. Promo and ex-fiance Ariana Grande did not seem too happy about it. Uh, the promo, which tough, was released yesterday, features Davidson and Rogers, who is this week's musical guest, as well as actor Jonah Hill, who's going to be hosting. And in it, Davidson says, "Hey, Maggie, I'm Pete. You want to get married?" Uh, she says, "No," shaking her head. And Davidson says, "Oh, for three When he looks at the camera, what is three? Was he engaged before Ariana as well? Um, he might have been, okay. but here's the deal: um, she dumped him. Uh, and uh, but you know what yeah. she's going to do now? She's going to look for anything he does to piss her off, so people can, so she can say, "Well, you see what he's like." Uh, well, you know the joke, of course, was uh, about Davidson's brief relationship with Grande. The two began dating in May, got engaged in June, and called it off earlier this month. Of course, they had tattoos uh, done as well. Oh, yeah. uh, and what did we say? We said out of the gate. Multiple tattoos, a big mistake. Uh, shortly after the clip was released, Grande fired off a series of tweets, including one that said, For somebody who claims to hate relevancy, you sure love clinging to it, huh? While she didn't mention David Davidson by name, it seemed pretty clear that she was responding to the uh, promo, especially given that she also liked a tweet that it said, SNL is about to milk their breakup just like they did with the engagement. And then she also retweeted this. And it said, tag yourself, I'm Maggie. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Nothing no. uh, Nothing gets uh, stuff solved more quickly than um, um, posts like that on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, Grande eventually uh, tweeted, K, that's the last time we do that. And then she deleted the message without a K. Just, just K. 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 Yep. That's very terse. The K. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, on, all, it's all turned up. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle shared an adorable picture on Instagram Thursday thanking uh, New Zealand for hosting them on the final leg of the 16-day royal tour. When was the last time you had the opportunity to thank an entire country? Uh, yeah, that's a good... Yeah. You know, I need to do that more often. <laughs> well, you have a thank microphone. You. you can thank England. Yeah. yeah. I, but, but in a tweet... All right. Yeah. Or an Instagram post. Thank you, England. Uh, Harry took the snap of Megan cradling her baby bump in the Redwood Tree Walk Rotora. Rotor, rot, Rotorua. <laughs> uh, Gets wrote, over there next to the... They wrote, uh, thank you, New Zealand, for the most wonderful last week of our tour. It has been a privilege to meet so many friendly Kiwis. Uh, and it said, Australia, Fiji, Tonga, and New Zealand, we leave feeling inspired and reminded you all stink. of how every single one of us can make a difference. I would love to go to New Zealand. It looks um, it looks gorgeous. Uh, they also include a quote from Kate Shepard, a prominent member of the women's suffrage movement in New Zealand. And the quote was, the rain that refreshes the parched ground is made up of single drops. It seems, <laughs> the, it seems the royals are... Uh, <laughs> Uh, pushing Kensington Palace toward a more social policy. While Meghan gave up her blog and social media accounts when she got married, which is royal policy, uh, she also took a photo of Harry that Kensington Palace agreed to share on their feed, prompting many to wonder if a new, more open era is dawning. That's wild. Palace. Because uh, Prince Charles reactivated his grinder account. He did. Yeah. It's <laughs> very upfront of him. <laughs> A holiday-themed RuPaul's Drag Race special is coming just in time for Christmas. Uh, The RuPaul's Drag Race Holosley Spectacular will see the return of eight contestants from past seasons, including Eureka O'Hara, Jasmine Masters, Kim Chi, Latrice Royale, Mayhem Miller, uh, Shangela, Sonique, and Trixie Mattel. And they will vie for the title of... You left out Emmett Otter. Of America's first drag race Xmas Queen. Uh the one hour special, which premieres in belly full of grub, money in your pocket when there ain't no hole in the wash tub. You all look fabulous. This is RuPaul's Emmett Otter Jug Band Ding. Your nails won't break and your toes won't shut. And you shine don't face and you dance on the floor. Uh, December <laughs> December 7th, this will premiere on VH1. And we'll have the Queens competing for glory with song and dance numbers choreographed by Todrick Hall. You you would be amazed. The show's very popular. A, it is. And the audience it attracts across all demos, uh, just people love it. Uh, the judging panel will mostly remain intact with uh, Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and Hall on hand to determine who stays and who sashays away. Our names are too boring to be drag queens. Yeah. Uh, nothing says Christmas like chestnuts roasting on an open fire and drag queens slipping on their pantyhose, RuPaul said <laughs> in a press release. Uh, this VH1 holiday extravaganza is my way of saying thank you to my drag race family by spreading a little bit of love, laughter, and light across the country and around the world. You know what I'd love to see? Take those same contestants and actually have them participate in a drag race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like behind the wheel of a, yeah. of a drag race. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> 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 
That would be absolutely <laughs> awesome. With their hair <laughs> flying, flying out of the, uh, the cockpit. I am never doing that again! Uh, snatching Emmy trophies is good for business, so a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars fan favorite Queen Valentina is the only cast member who's been confirmed, by the way, and an 11th season of the flagship series are on their way as well. In fact, I suggest adding RuPaul to the ensemble of Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd push a family a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point at which the family ends. Hey, uh, so this is interesting. Neil Young has spoken out on gun control, which is nothing new, but he also has kind of, in a way, officially announced that he's married to Daryl Hannah. What? Well, that was never announced. <laughs> that was never because announced. Because we, we knew it was the case. It, but he's, it's never been fully acknowledged. In a post on his official site, Young, who is 72, points fans to a video for his uh, band song, Ohio. Uh, which he notes was written back in 1970. He said, after seeing the cover of a magazine with a young girl kneeling beside her fallen friend after the National Guard murdered four students at Ohio uh, Kent State University for protesting the Vietnam War. And then he writes, my wife Daryl and I put this video together for you to reflect on. Mm. This apparently confirms his marriage to Hannah, which has been the subject of speculation for months. Uh, the singer and actress reportedly have been together since 2014, but there was never any official word that they were married and this apparently is that. Do you know, and it, I don't know if you're aware of this, but concerning Daryl Hannah, all four of her appendages are completely fake. <laughs> all four of yeah, her appendages? Yeah, yeah. Oh, her arms, arms and, and legs. legs? Yes. I didn't know that. No, or she just one finger. She has a fake pinky, right? Yeah, she does. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I never. We never did find out, right, how, it was, uh, how she lost it. I forget, but I do right. know that this marriage and this relationship was um, caused some strife in the uh, Neil Young's yeah. SNY camp, and, and she used to be with Jackson Brown for a long time. And so I, I think that there was some um, backlash against Yeah, this, I think it was uh, David Crosby hates her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's juicy. Yeah, and said that uh, they will, they'll never perform together again. I don't care! Yeah, so uh, that's a big deal. You just don't like it because she's a mermaid. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. She's not a mermaid. <laughs> saw a movie, she is. <laughs> Uh, one more thing. Jerry O'Connell and uh, Celia Weston are joining Katie Holmes in what's called The Secret Movie, a film helmed by Andy Tennant that focuses on a young widow with three children, which hires a handyman to help her around the house. She discovers he has a secret connection to her past. But then a young therapist comes in <laughs> to change their lives. Yes. It may, it may take that turn, Steve. I don't know, but uh, we'd have to wait and find out. In From the... Touchstone Pictures, it's called Looking for the Right Music. There you go. Hi, my name is Kathy Romano. I really don't know the plot of this movie, but I think I can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Josh Lucas is also starring in the film, which is uh, based on the best-selling self-help book, The Secret. I was just thinking of Josh Lucas. It's he was his career was off and running for a while, and now you kind of rarely see him. God, you know who I get? Matthew Jer McConaughey. No, 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 no. I get Jerry O'Connell. Jerry Springer. No, no, no. Hang uh, on. Give me just a second right. because the, uh, these are these are yet again two actors that interchange. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. With their names all the time. All right. Jerry O'Connell and um, Jason Bateman. 
Really? I okay. don't know why. Well, they actually do look alike. A, just a smidge, but I will... I, Nick pulled up a picture of Jerry O'Connell, and I'm like, damn it, I thought that was Jason <laughs> Bateman that I was talking about. You know, because I have Russell Crowe and yeah. Dennis Quaid. They don't look... But but for some reason, right. they're, they're similar in age. They, You know what? I, there's just something about those two well, that, you, that make me interchange them. When you first started that sentence, I thought you were going in the in the realm of people say I look like. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought he was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know because it's interesting because if if you ever uh, if you ever confuse two black actors with each other, somebody can go, oh, come on, man. Yeah. I always have this. I can go, but I get Jerry O'Connell and Jason Bateman mixed up all yes. the time. Who yeah. else do you do? Is it uh, Dennis Quaid and Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, you do as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, I always I mix them up for some reason. So anyhow, uh, Josh Lucas is starring in the film, and it's uh, based on uh, the the self help book, which is called The Secret. So I'm, I'm not sure when this is coming out. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I don't want to forget it. Have you seen? Did you see uh, the the guy from Game of Thrones? The 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 great uh, short Dinklage. Guy? Dinklage. Yeah. Did you see the movie that he did, uh, Dinner with Harvey? Yeah, I did. I only saw a little part of it, and it's supposedly it's supposed to be really good. It's really good. Is it? It's really mm-hmm. good. And his performance is Harvey Villachez, Tattoo yeah. from Fantasy Island, which I thought was I thought was interesting because I mean he, he had a voice like this, right? You know, he's very high so like Dinklage, that. but Dinklage, it, Dinklage has this. Uh, he speaks like this, right? So he know? takes it about halfway to that because so, it, it would have been too comical if yeah. he was trying to do that. Yeah, okay. Well, then yeah. uh, I, I will definitely check this out. He's such a great actor, and I'm telling you, you know, as as you were saying not too long ago, Steve, that, uh, uh, Casey, I forgot what, uh, well, we were talking about Game of Thrones, the prequel, yeah. and using Naomi Watts, and maybe using somebody who's too recognizable. Peter Dinklage, we had seen him here. He didn't yeah. really know his name. He was in Elf. He was in a couple of things. Oh, that guy. Uh, but when, when I saw Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh, my God, this yeah. guy can Act I very mean, commanding, time and Preston. He um, uh, it, when he hosted SNL, it's one of my favorite SNLs. Uh, he does a bit. There's there's a, an insult comic performing for a um, office party, and he plays the boss, and it is a, it's hilarious. Okay. And his, he's so he's he's got a full yeah. wheelhouse of capabilities. Has yeah. anybody seen? I think we're alone now. Uh, that's what the, is it? it, it it's a, a post-apocalyptic. Uh, he's in some village somewhere. And right. All, I saw the trailer, and he was yeah. walking down the street. Apparently, it came out. I, I I just looked it up to see when the release is, and it was September. So I don't know if anybody had seen it and if anyone uh, could recommend it. No. no. Uh, it looks like you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I might start something new. I'm going to oh, try, oh, try it out what? today. Wow. He touched something. <laughs> he was a broadcaster who felt unfulfilled. And then he thought about adding a new segment to the show he was hosting. From Touchstone Pictures, the new segment <laughs> starring Preston Elliott. Uh, well, oddly enough, it's about movies. So I think I might do this. And and, and on Fridays, All right. uh, just mention the new movies that are coming out. Yeah. Right. Over the weekend. Just give you a quick snapshot of each film. So there's three movies opening up this weekend. From Touchstone Pictures, <laughs> a new movie about new movies. It's a new segment about new movies being listed in a segment about new movies. Until a young therapist, Catherine Romano, comes in and asks the obvious question, what the F are you doing? I love that I'm the therapist now. Oh, uh, <laughs> these are all... And the sparks flew. Oh, God. No, I hate this movie. No, Kathy's vibrator shorted out. <laughs> uh, uh, stop it with the rom-com. And then the high school reunion. <laughs> the music of the 90s. 
Oh, all right, here we go. That's all I got. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> long planned trip to the shore finally became a reality to watch the sunrise. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's go with these movies. And they beat cancer. And it will. <laughs> <laughs> Both. It will all depend on Fridays how much we have time we have. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All so, right. uh, movies opening this weekend. Uh, Nobody's Fool by uh, directed by Tyler Perry. Yes. Stars Tiffany Haddish, Whoopi Goldberg, amongst others. And uh, what it's about: a woman finds out that her sister's seemingly perfect life may not actually be that perfect after all. Tyler um, Perry does these quasi comedy dramedy. Sort of things uh, has big success with them under genre. It says comedy, so uh, yep. that's that's where it falls, I guess. And then this song is nobody's fool. This is not a, yeah. uh, a rom com <laughs> oh, uh, movie trailer. No, this is uh, from Cinderella. Okay, uh, three movies that I'm going to highlight. That is the first. The next is The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. So oh. I would. This looks interesting. This is you know the same group, I guess. It's Beauty and the Beast, and is taking all these classic stories and. Translating. Are you a fan of the Nutcracker Sweep? Uh, the music very much. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, it's uh, Tchaikovsky. So. Yeah, and there's 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 portions of it that I just I just love. That's, so I'd be curious uh, to see this. Uh, who's in it? Uh, Kira Knightley Mackenzie. and Vin Diesel. Uh, no, Jesus. I'm a little mouse. <laughs> I'm a little mouse. <laughs> but for any minds, it's about family. Yeah, you're gonna take on the the, yeah. the Nutcracker, yeah, the soldier. Yeah. Uh, so, no, uh, Mackenzie Foy, Helen Mirren, uh, Morgan Freeman, among others, and uh, with the help of a soldier, a young girl must find a magical key in order to bring peace back to an un- unstable land. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the last one opening this weekend and, and actually started screening last night is A Bohemian Rhapsody, directed by Brian Singer, stars uh, Rami, uh, Rami Malek, uh, Gwynlem Lee, Ben Hardy, uh, Mike Myers is in it, and, and they're they're kind of promoting him as as one of the big stars. So is it a flash cameo? It's, it's a cameo. Of okay, sorts. It, it's a, it's a small role, but it's it's good. Uh, of course, it's about Queen's lead singer Freddie Mercury as he battles his personal demons after the group skyrockets to superstardom. So and you loved it. I I really liked it. It's it's not great by any stretch, right. but if you're a Queen fan, you have to go see it. You got to go see and it. to see. And you said to hear that music in a theater with the theater sound system, yes, makes a big difference. And they and they use live tracks from Freddie, yeah. And and uh, Rami does an amazing job of not just lip singing it to a T, but getting all the mannerisms correctly. And it's, I was impressed with that part of it. So, uh, do you guys like that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right, I, I may do that on Fridays. I did like it. And can I add a movie to it? Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention this later, but the I figured. Therapist adds a movie. <laughs> yeah. This would be perfect. So the Reading Film Festival is taking place this weekend, and my brother Christopher's film is being featured. Oh, it's called Psycho. It's a movie about nepotism. No. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, the movie is called Cycle, and it's at the um, Goggleworks Boscov Theater in Reading, which is 201 Washington Street. His movie is uh, screening at 7.30 tonight, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and then 2.30 on Sunday. I'll is this there- the one we saw? Uh, this is not the one. This okay. is a different one. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there Saturday at 2 o'clock if you're out in Reading or in oh. that area. Is this going to be one of your fall activities? It could be. Okay. Right? A, yeah. a little fall movie. Sure. Yeah, most uh, No, his movie is about a um, mother who is a heroin addict and the effects it has on her young son. Wow. Whoa. What's it called again? Uh, it's called Cycle. Nice. Okay. Uh, we need to do the clips. So let's oh, go ahead and uh, get to them. 
Uh, portraying an icon is no small feat. Here we were just talking about it. Robbie Malik discusses how he found his way into the head of Freddie Mercury for Bohemian Rhapsody. We all see him as this icon, this treasure, this deity. I mean, someone who almost levitates off the ground. He, he, I, he shows up on stage with a cape and a crown. He might as well be a superhero. So I thought behind there, there must be the Clark Kent, right? And I thought, okay, let's. that's the, my only way in. Yeah! Uh, it's in theaters now, by the way. All right, next clip. Here we go. Here Knightley struggles to find proper research for her role in Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Luckily, the character has one very famous song, and here Kira reveals her creative take on the original novelty. The most famous thing about the Sugar Plum Fairy is the theme, the music, which is that da 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 I wonder how I can get that in there. Maybe I can laugh it. So it started off with a laugh. And then I was like, well, if it's going up there, then maybe the voice sort of needs to match it. And actually, all you know is that she's the Sugar Plum Fairy, so she's sugary and she's sweet, so everything has to be sugary and sweet. What the f***? I was hoping I was going to bump into her while we were in London. Karen Knightley? Yeah, it would yeah. be nice, but it didn't happen. Uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms is in theaters now. And there you go, your entertainment report, friends. We are going to take a break. <laughs> Could you do that with the reverb on, please? Oh, yeah. oh my God. All right, uh, we got to take Is, there is this fart? Yeah. Is there farting in there? Yes. It's, it's is like that... ass cracker sweet? <laughs> okay. Okay. Because uh, it's not labeled as it's such. Not, it just, says, it just it says Christmas nutcracker sugar, sugar plum, plum farts. There it is. Sugar oh. plum farts. Okay. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Tony Rock is going to be here. He's performing Helium Comedy Club this weekend. We'll have writer-director Sean Anders in the studio as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Now, more with Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we're going to have comedian Tony Rock stopping by this morning. We will have director and writer Sean Anders uh, in the studio, and he... He brought us uh, this new film, Innocent Family, but also, uh, what, are, what are the other? Horrible Bosses 2, Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, he he worked on, Daddy's on home. that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, of. Daddy's Home. We're um, the Millers, and she's out of the sex out drive. Of league, a whole bunch of stuff. A whole so, bunch of stuff. Uh, he's stopping by this morning, so we'll spend some time with him. But first, um, yesterday we were talking at this time about a story that I saw online about uh, this mystery music floating up uh, the Delaware River. And uh, police couldn't figure out where it was coming from. So anyway, we were just talking about that in general. And we have these studio, we have these television monitors in our all over our studio. And our interns, when we talk about certain stories, will bring up video images. And sometimes they they will roll. And they pulled something <laughs> about that story, which I think was on Fox Twenty Nine. Yeah. And they showed a guy, you know, somebody that that they went to who was confirming or talking about the the sound. And on the uh, uh, the scroll underneath, his name said, you know, that they were talking to John Rambo. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that's <laughs> Stallone's character. Stallone, yes. And so I said something about that, and we kind of went off for a second or two on it. And a couple <laughs> hours later on our text message, I see, hey, this is John Rambo. You guys were talking about me this morning. And apparently, people were letting, letting me know. I didn't get aware because of the tax-free shopping. Letting me know on Facebook. 
So uh, Nick fired a text back at him and said, hey, you should come on the show. So because it's interesting, I, I got to know what it's like growing up with a name John Rambo. And how many people think uh, it's a put on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? And with that, there was uh, Marissa had uh, talked about a, uh, a Twitter chain back and forth that was going on when the uh, when the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings yeah, were yeah. going on. A guy had tweeted something along the lines of, uh, not a good time to have your name be Brett Kavanaugh. But somebody had sent back to him, he's like, oh, yeah, try being Scott Peterson. Oh. And, and all these other people that had these names, oh my gosh. Yeah. Fa- famous or infamous names, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm James Brown. you know. Yeah. And it went on and on and on and on. Which, and then you, you know, you, it's something you got to deal with for the rest of your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. When you have a name There's like a that. There's a whole series of issues that come up. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show, John Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing great, man. <laughs> all right. So, uh, first of all, thanks for, for getting in touch with us. That was cool. Uh, John Rambo, did your parent, how old are you, may I ask? Uh, I'm 55. You're 55. So your parents didn't name you after the character John uh, Rambo. Okay. Yes, you I beat was, him to the chase. I was wondering if maybe they like that because I, I think uh, uh, RC's son's name is Dalton, and I think he took that straight from Roadhouse. Did he? Did I, he? I think so. Oh, wow. Not 100% sure oh, on that. Yeah. So, It'll be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. John, how old were you when, uh, when First Blood came out? You know, I think I was about 20. Oh, you know, what was that like 1983 or something? Well, it also had a there was a book that preceded it, so you you might you know it could be the big secret in your family is that you were yeah. named after the character in the book. But let me ask you, John, how many times in the course of your life yeah. after the movie and the whole series came out did people think you you were putting them on with your name? Oh, it's every day. <laughs> is it every day? Yeah, I, I have a business in. Salem County, and like people will come in and say, "Okay, uh, can you get your name?" And when you say John Rambo, they look back up at you and say, "Okay, real name." <laughs> oh it's got to be annoying. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean, uh, it, 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 everybody says, "Man, it has to be the coolest name." Yeah, so the cops are looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> because, and how many? You're, uh, and then so people think you're, you're giving an alias, and they think you're up to uh, nefarious stuff, right? I'm sure you get that all the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's just their, their first reaction. And it's only on, on a few. Some will say, oh, man, that's a cool name. Yeah. Have you ever submitted, like, an application for a credit card or something and have, it, have them, you know, double-check it on you? No, they, no, never have. Okay. Well, that's cool because and, Rambo's a hero. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. Do, does anybody throw any uh, any movie lines at you? <laughs> no movie lines, but, you know, always like, ah, yeah, you hit that one right. <laughs> any way to make money, huh? <laughs> well, there's the, the, the classic line is, I'm hearing this weird noise in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were in the story, and you and it says here, and when we first saw your name pop up, so you've been hearing this loud noise. Do you have any speculation as to what the noise is? Well, you know, like that, well, the recording that we heard, you know, on the news and, yeah. and on your air, uh, that's only music. Like, that's yeah. the minimum of what we hear. Um like, I've even experienced in the middle of the week, it sounds like a uh, one person, like, playing a bass guitar. Okay. <laughs> and he will play, he, she, whoever, will play a verse, and then it stops for about 15 or 20 seconds, and it sounds like they play the same verse again, like they're practicing. They're practicing. They Somebody's got their bass out on their <laughs> deck, and their amp, and it's cranked up, and they're just practicing. Oh, it must be cranked up because it, the compression from it really does sound like it's the guy next door. No wow. That's, I think and we were talking about this yesterday, John. Is you, acoustically, you probably live in an area where, where 
just by the nature of where you are, the sound travels and travels perhaps further than it normally would. And that's why you're hearing all this crap. Well, I'll I tell you, like if somebody, I, I'm going to like speculate on this. If somebody drops a wrench on a barge, we can hear it. Wow. Okay. Nice. By the way, so John. And Ron Rambo had great hearing, Preston. Yeah. By the way, John, you're a popular guy. We're getting some texts coming in. It says, John Rambo. I know that dude. Great guy. Great mechanic. <laughs> Another one says, best mechanic in Pensgrove. Ah, ah. Look at this. Nice. Actually, uh, when Jason called in yesterday, yeah. I had his truck in my <laughs> shop at that moment. Oh, wow. No kidding. Jason Voorhees? Pardon me? J- Jason from Friday the 13th? Uh, no, Jason, oh, the police so... officer. That oh, oh, all right. Because oh, right. yeah. I'm thinking all these movie names now. Well, yeah. All oh, right. yeah there <laughs> All right, so I was just curious what it's like growing up with the name John Rambo or anybody who has a famous or infamous name. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, after the movie came out, then you had everybody come in you know, with the with the voice. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, listen. Talk to you like that. Li- so. If you if you did own your own business, which I don't know if you have your own mechanic business or not, but I mean that's a license to have some fun with that right there. Do, do you own oh, your own, Do you own your own business? Pardon me? Do you own your own business? Yes, I have an auto repair and uh, custom exhaust shop. So it? your slogan could be, we draw first blood on high prices. I love that. Oh. <laughs> John. Yeah, that could be something. <laughs> What's the name of your business? Rambo's Auto Works. Rambo's Auto Works. Steel Magnolia's Auto Works. Right. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, John. Just wanted to touch base with you real quick. We appreciate you calling in, man. Have a good day, man. All right, take care. We'll Sounds like a good guy. Uh, so funny. We got a number of texts coming in. This is always interesting if if you have a, a name that's famous or infamous, and not one that's that's like a jokey name, but I mean one that's actually named after someone. Uh, somebody says, I went to school with this guy named Paul Newman. Oh, uh, yeah. well, that's uh, a good name to have. Another girl says, I know a guy named Christian Gray. That's actually his name. Fifty Shades uh, Gray. Uh, uh, here's one named Michael Myers. Guy says his name is Michael Myers. So is that a cool name to have or a bad name to have? That's a good question. Michael Myers. I think that's a cool name. I knew a Michael Myers growing up. I he used did to dive. It. Yeah, he was a diver over at Caracon Swim Club. Um, I, I the, the girl who won our trip to London. Her was mar- name Michael Myers. No. Uh, however, she, she's divorced, but she kept her married name because her maiden name is Amy Fisher. <laughs> you want to keep that name? No, she doesn't. No, no, no. no. no she, so she kept, even though she's divorced, she's keeping the, the last name. Her but last, a Fuco. Her last married <laughs> name, Amy Fisher. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, you know what I've never really heard ever in my life is the last name Hitler. Uh, besides Adolf well, Hitler. What about this? What if your last name is Hitler mm-hmm. and you are actually Hitler? Yeah. It's, uh, it's so much to deal with. Well, even the first name Adolf was mm-hmm. ruined by him. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. You, okay. they, they, that one, you can just rest that one. I mean, Adolf is just, it's a, it's actually a benign, you know, Absolutely. It's a standard name. Uh-huh. But, but once a person that's killed millions and millions of people... Stalin is uh, why it, Stalin seldom ends up on the baby name list. Right, exactly. Uh, here's a few others on here. There's a lot of text coming in. My name is John Bill Cosby. Uh, my my buddy's name is Michael Bolton, and the other is Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So, wow. you know, parent, parents get creative. I mean, I uh, you know, and they, if you have a last name where you could do this, but you have to realize, what are you consigning your kid to? Yeah. Uh, here's one that says, my sister's name is Sally Field Wayne Gacy. <laughs> no way. No, it's no not. that cannot not. be. Sally Field Wayne Gacy? I don't no, know, I can't believe that. That's, that would be very, that would be a bizarre. How about Betty White Charles Manson? 
<laughs> there was a, a text just came in reminding me of this. There was a guy who went to the University of Pennsylvania. He was a basketball player, and his name was Michael Jordan. And, and that he was <sighs> born after or before. I don't know. He was like Michael Jordan, the, the superstar, uh, um, was you know already around, and he and was then, a basketball player as well. And he was his basketball player, he, <gasps> and he was really good. He went to Penn on a scholarship. There's just no way. But he should have picked a Mike- different sport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he should be the Michael Jordan of chess. Yeah. All right. Let me go to. Uh, I'm going to go to David. Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning, uh, David. What's your name? My name is David Cassidy. Ah, David well, Cassidy. The actual one is gone now. Yeah. So you can take over. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you, yeah. David? My, I'm 47. 47. Yeah. All right, so old enough to know yeah. who he was. And, and the weird thing about it is my nickname is Butch. Butch Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. oh. I like that. I like Dude, that. you have a whole bunch of cool names. Yeah. Butch yeah. Cassidy's, a, I mean, depending on where your sensibilities are. So, David, do you get, uh, do people say something when you have to introduce yourself as David Cassidy? Uh, I, I get it all the time, and actually... Actually, um, a friend of mine bought me a CD of the Partridge family for Christmas <laughs> as a joke. There you go. Now, let me ask you. Do you get taken off invite list because they now assume you're dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And, okay. does it, and, and do you ever, uh, sometimes I would imagine you may not be in the mood for it. You're like, ha, 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 shut up. Yeah, I mean, I get it all the time, bill collectors and everything like that. Oh, you get the joke and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, just. Yeah, shut the hell up. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Shut up. All right, thanks. You know, David. I totally forgot my um, and I got to get some appropriate music here. But my my mother in law, her maiden name uh, was Georgia Brown. Oh, oh, as in sweet, sweet Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Brown. Brown. And I don't know what uh, sweet. I mean, I know what the song is, but I don't know why it's called. Yeah, sweet my Georgia Brown. Neighbor growing up, same age as me. His name was Stairway to Heaven. No oh, way. God. <laughs> yeah. what the, it's just a weird name to have. Well, that's one of the greatest songs yeah, of all time. But it was so cool. It's, it's a good thing to be uh, associated <laughs> with. Uh, there's a uh, lot. Stair- full name, Stairway to Heaven Lipschitz. There's a lot of coming in. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to do Michael Hunt. We oh, know. Jesus, dear God. <laughs> okay. Will my finger do? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, don't encourage them, please. Uh, I have a daughter, Olivia Newton-John Lear. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Why not Olivia Newton, John Wayne Gacy? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these I don't, I don't quite get. Uh, we're not a... looking for funny names here. No, 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 no. We're looking for infamous or famous. Uh, Eddie Murphy. This guy says, uh, my boss's friend is Eddie Murphy. Uh, my dad's name was Adolf. This guy says, okay. So, so you know, also Preston, if you talk about, uh, Hitler, the, like the mustache that he had, that he was ruined forever. He killed Thank that. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that was a-, a very common mustache that was, yeah. you know, people had it all the time. Yeah, they call it a push broom yeah. uh, mustache, I believe. Uh, my wife's name is Tina Louise. That's a good name. Yeah, oh. she's from um, Gilligan's Island. If you have a name, though, that sort of sets a bar you need to live up to. Listen to yeah. this. Yeah, that's to this. tough. My friend named her son... Al Pacino for his first name. That's his whole first pa- name. Yes. Like like in Tropic like, Thunder. Like in Tropic Thunder. Oh my god. What, was he Al Pacino? No, he no. was he was, was Alpa. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> right. This guy's first full name is Al Pacino. Uh no. nice. Uh Knight. Wait. J- Jedediah Isaac Knight or Jed I Knight. That's cool. <laughs> uh, that's pretty that's cool. That's kind of that's that's kind of uh inventive right and there. And geeky. Uh, let's see. What else we have here? My grandpa's name is Charlie Brown. Oh, my neighbor's Dick Clark. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. My neighbor's Dick Clark. <laughs> That's how I heard my, it. My, my neighbor's neighbor Dick. named his D. Clark. 
And neighbor's dick, uh, Clark. <laughs> That's old Clark there with the urine coming out of it. Uh, let's see. How about, oh, there's too many of these coming in. Let me go to some phone calls. And uh, I will go to James. Is this Jamie? James? This is James. James, how you doing, oh, man? Doing all right, guys. James Brown here. James yeah. Brown. Oh, dude, love you. Yeah, no, and, and how often does it happen, James? Is it on a daily oh. basis? Every day I get, how you feeling, James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how you feeling, James? James, give a, give a plug for your business, and what what's the tagline? Oh, well, you know it. I'm James Brown, the godfather of soil. Eh? Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh-huh. We love you, bitch. The godfather of soil. That's brilliant. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Do you, do, you have a, do you have a comeback line? or I guess it's I feel good, right? Yeah, it's always I feel good. That's what they're looking for. <laughs> no, you, you parlayed it. You, you're having fun with it. People like that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I'm the third one, too, so it's pretty cool. Oh, All the right. third. Okay. Godfather yeah. of soil, yeah. everyone. There's I grew a... up with James Brown. Yes, I did. <laughs> There's a proctologist. He's Thanks, the godfather buddy. of whole. <laughs> godfather His name of is James Brown. All right. It rhymes with soul. I like it. Uh, <laughs> let me go to, ladies and gentlemen, what? we have on the line Steve Miller. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Yeah, Steve Miller here. I get it. Uh, I work in sales, and I'm on the phone every day, and at least 10 times a day, I'm asked, how the band's doing? <laughs> how come I'm not out touring? Yeah. <laughs> and you, so, and everyone thinks they're the first one telling you that joke. Uh, but, you know, so Steve Miller falls, it's not like it's John Lennon, but he's, he's still rock and roll. Oh, yeah. You oh know, yeah, yeah, notable to where as you would, it's, yeah. you know, you, you would say something. Do people call you Maurice from time to time, Steve? No, but you know what? Real funny story is when I was about eleven, I had a birthday party, and my buddy got me uh, greatest hits Steve Miller cassette tape, and I had no clue who the hell it was. Really, oh, wow. no clue. Yeah, wow. And I went away to you know after going away to college and getting hooked up with a bunch of classic rock, you know, pot smoking guys. I said, Oh, okay, I know who Steve Miller is now. Do you, do you approve? Are you a fan? I'm a fan. I, there, you know what? It's funny because, you know, there's a lot of music out there that you don't really know growing up right. who sings it or who the band is. And then you come to find out every time you hear it, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, I like this. I wrote yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> no, Steve Miller has lots of hit songs. So yeah, at, least I mean, you got, oh, yeah. at least you got that, you know? Yeah, but there was no correlation. I don't know why my parents decided to torture me with that, but every day of my life, People are saying, "Oh, I like the band, right?" Yeah, yeah, I like the band. I, I wonder if that is in like like a thanks, Steve. If some parents thanks, do thanks. it in a in a boy named Sue kind of way, I don't like, know. Yeah. You, yeah, you're like giving the kids something to deal with. You know, well, you guys remember Kristen Miller, who we yes. worked with at Y100. Her brother's name is Steve. Okay, okay. Steve yeah. All right, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he gets it every single day. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, let me go to this okay, one because I, I don't know who Alex Webster is. But uh, he's You don't know it. who Alex Webster is? No, I have no idea who Alex Webster is. Uh, Why? Uh, Why should I know who he is? Because he's the, he's the bass player from Cannibal Corpse. Oh! oh okay. Of course. Yes, you must that, get that all the time. All the time, man. Like Matt, at the DMV or something. Are you the bass player for Cannibal Corpse? <laughs> Matt O'Donnell would know who that was. Yeah. Matt O'Donnell absolutely would know. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you get uh, do people comment on that, Alex? Only only people that are headbangers like us, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like me. <laughs> but the lady that just called, you know what? And I talked to. She didn't even know who's Alex Webster. She didn't even know who Cannibal Corpse. She, is. She's <laughs> she's well, wearing a shirt right now that says, "I am not into." Can-
Cannibal Corpse. I, so. I think she, yeah, yeah, I know. Probably none of you are, man. But I thought it was funny, so I'm driving. I figured I'll give you guys a call. All right, I, I, we, we really like you. Uh, yeah. All right, Alex. Thanks, man. I, I, that's the way to live life. Hey, rock on, guys. Rock, rock on, roll. Alex. Have a good one, man. <laughs> All right, dude. The bass uh, player from Cannibal yeah. Corpse. Right. You, you, you don't, don't know. know he was the bus driver for Cannibal Corpse from 1991 <laughs> to 95. <laughs> you don't remember he had his left foot removed? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to Kevin James. Hey. hey. We love Kevin James. Hey, man. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, bud. All right, so Kevin James, great actor, great comedic actor, really, really nice guy, by the way. He's tremendous. Um, do you, how, how often do comments come your way when you introduce yourself, Kevin? Uh, pretty often. Yeah. Do you get mall cop stuff or Paul Blart stuff or, or what's, uh, what's I, the common joke you get with the Kevin James Association? Um, I used to get Paul Blart sometimes. <laughs> okay. Um, usually King of Queens. And oddly enough, I, I'm an engineer. I work at a, engineering firm called IPS. Oh, so he worked for UPS in King of Queens. Uh Yeah, which is where he worked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was a UPS driver. Oh, wow. Okay. And and how old are you, Kevin? Uh, 27. So all all things considered, a benefit or a detriment? A benefit. All right. There you go. Well, that's cool. Good. You like it then. It hasn't bothered you. Yeah, it's not as bad as Michael Bolton from uh, (laughs) Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go next to uh, John Connor. Hi, uh, John. You're on the air. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. How you doing, bud? <laughs> hey. All right. Uh, I. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, tell us, tell us how this uh, affects you being named John Connor, of course, from uh, Terminator. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, I, I get the distinction of hearing everyone's Arnold impression. <laughs> oh, that's great. And what do they, what do they usually say to you? Uh, any, any, anything, even if it's not from the movie. I, I even get, uh, get to the chopper. Right, which is from Predator. And if you're going to do it, the things you would say to you would be, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. That would be and so. Uh, it's, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's from kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're my twin, but you're Danny DeVito. No, that's not from Terminator. No. Right. And, um, even, uh, I was in, I was in the Air Force and, uh, when I was stationed in Turkey, um, I, I would be shopping in the mall, and nobody nobody spoke any English. They would just sort of point to things and then ring you up and everything. Right. And um, even the guy took my credit card. He looks at it and goes, John Connor, like the movie. Like, that's it? That's what you know? <laughs> that's that's wild. It's a, it's a fictional character, but over multiple movies and a TV series. So yes. it's the stuff of legend. Yeah. That's a cool name. Like nice. John Rambo. Thanks, John. Yeah. That is, it's not a bad one to have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. My friend said she swears on her life. I had a student in my class name. His first name was Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar? That was his first, that was name? His first name. Wow. <laughs> That's a long she name. She said people are nuts. I hope he grows up to be a drug lord. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, we will go next to, okay, so Kathy is on the line, and she gave her son a name. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Are you there, Kath? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. yeah. Your name just disappeared from my screen for some reason. All right, so how how old is your son? He's 20. He's 20, and what did you name him? Kurt Russell. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Okay. And you had no idea? No, we, you know what? We didn't really, we didn't know what we were having, and then we were like, oh, my God, we're having a boy, and we needed a name, and we're like, well, how about Kurt? We don't hear that name a lot. It's not like a real common name, and then... I didn't really think about it. Hey, it could have been a lot worse, Kathy. You could have named him Jane. 
and it would have been Jane <laughs> Russell. Russell. And you named him Jane. <laughs> the eighteen-hour bra. Uh, so, so you guys, Kathy, you didn't you didn't try the name out out loud and go, Kurt Russell. Wow, that sounds. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, that rings a bell. Yeah. Russell, and my husband said, now she would have too much to live up to. Yes. Well, let me tell you something. Kurt Russell is one of my favorites. He's in some of the, my favorite movies. That's a, that's a cool name. Yeah, and then people call him Snake. Snake Plissken. Oh, all right. Hey, I, that's cool. one of my Skip favorite characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate it. Well, she, she did it by accident. I wonder if people do it. Yeah. Some people do it on of purpose. Of course. Would you, would you, did you at any moment flirt with the notion of a unique name. And now, what would you have? You could have had... Oh, you mean like a yeah. celebrity name? Yeah. I mean, it would have been cool to to do, you know, one of the Beatles or something like that. Hi, this is my daughter, Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, I didn't... No, I wanted I wanted our names to be fairly unique. I didn't right. want to name our kids after anyone. I wanted right, to, right. I wanted them to start fresh and here's, not have... here's a new person in the world. Right. Not that people don't already have the name Parker and Carter, but we didn't go for uh, a, a relative or a, a famous person uh, to name after. But this not... is Matthew McConaughey Elliot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You named right. your daughter Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I'm going to go to Jason Voorhees. Hi. Oh. Jason, how you doing? Hello. Hey, bud. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Not bad. How are you? So we just got past your time of year. Yeah. And um, it, it is not spelled exactly the same. My last name is spelled with one O as opposed to two as, you know, we're in Friday the 13th floor. But right. my name is Jason Voorhees. So were you born after the movies? No, I was born in 1977. Okay. All right, and so so that's uh, that it was by accident that this character yeah. was created and had this name. According according to my father, I was actually named after Jason and the Argonauts. Jason oh. and the Argonauts, which is a great movie and great legend, it's a great story, a little less menacing. So, but but the thing about it is, is that I'm six foot seven. I weigh about two twenty. Oh, you you could be him. You you I'm could be guy. like I'm I'm a goth guy. I'm I'm scary as hell. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, actually, it's perfect. That's great. Do you love it? Say again. Do you love having that name then? Oh, absolutely. And how often? Absolutely. How often do you get reactions? I mean, if if yeah. you happen to if you're introducing yourself and people don't know your your name is Jason Voorhees. Daily. Yeah. Daily. Like, you know, if I, I I go to Walmart, I get a pack of smokes. I pay with my credit card, and like the cashier will, will look at it and look at me and look at it and look at me like you're kidding. I, what is what? Did you go to therapy? <laughs> I see you because you're out and about. So how many times have you ever had an issue where someone refused to believe it was your name? Yes, when I when I I have called to order a pizza and they've asked for my name and I've given that's them my where name. it would be an issue. Yeah. When, when, yeah. When, where, 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 where kids will will punk, you know, uh, uh, pizza delivery or something like that. The yeah. old standards. Yeah. I've actually had them hang up on me. Like, no yeah, kidding. Oh yeah, but like yeah, that's funny. Jason Voorhees, quick, and I'll call him right back and be like, I really want to order a pizza. <laughs> this is my name. No you, BS. You could say Jay Voorhees. Yeah, but then, it, yeah, I could, but it, yeah. takes, it takes the edge off, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you. I like that about yeah. you, Jason. All right, cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate you checking Ooh. in. Jason Voorhees. This is a cool one at the top, Preston. Uh, okay, yeah, says, uh, couldn't get through this morning, but my real name is Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Oh, now, that's, that's a cool. hell of a name. Yeah, that's man. Awesome. Yeah, when Tony did that comic, Stark. When did that start? The, I mean, obviously, the movie's Tony were... Stark's been around for forever, so okay, I, I think Iron Man would have been in the 50s, yeah, 60s? Yeah, maybe late okay. 50s, early 60s, so... 
That's a cool one. And that leads to, you know, are, there's Steve Rogers, which is a pretty generic yeah. American name. So I'm sure there's plenty of Steve Rogers out there. That's Captain America, of course. So. Magneto Romano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolverine Foster. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, let me see. We only have to, time for one more, probably. I'm going to go to this one. We have uh, uh, Ann, who's on the line. Hi, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. Ann, what is your name? Uh, well, my maiden name is Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter, oh, the, no. the political commentator. Ultra yeah, conservative commentator, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you... When I go vote. So what, what kind of crap do you catch because of that? Oh, a lot of it. Last time I went to go vote, my registration fell in my maiden name, and they all laughed at me at the voting registration booth. Oh, man. <laughs> is it a daily thing like some of the others, like Jason Voorhees and so forth? Oh, well, not everybody knows who Ann Coulter is, so it's okay. not daily, but it's, it's pretty common. Yeah. All right. And Change it to John Coltrane. John yes. Coltrane. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> All there right. we go. Thanks, Ann. Appreciate it. All right. Well, yeah, it's just something that uh, something to consider if you're going to be, you know, like the gal didn't even think about Kurt Russell, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but, not at all. But it may just be, you know, this the person who's going to grow up with that name is just going to have to kind of go, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's really my name. It's not, a, a you know, a major inconvenience, but it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. Right. So you get used to it. With our respective last names, you know, what would be the coolest thing you can name? Your kid. Well, I've been introduced when I used to do stand-up comedy. There, mm-hmm. there was like three or four times when I was at colleges, and I was introduced as Jim Morrison. Right. Uh, and like the kids were like, wow, man, they, that's a score. Yep. Uh, but um, that's, yeah, the, that's that would be it. I mean, mean, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott would be good. I can't think of any other Elliots. I'll tell Are there any head. famous McElwain's? Like, Nick. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> besides that guy? No. Uh, Although I, I did, I told Casey this yesterday. I wrote down in my calendar for some reason the other day, or no, I wrote it down, but it showed up on my calendar yesterday or the day before. Mac Dickelween. I'm like, what? I, there was no context. What I, was that I, from? I, I have no idea. I, and I wrote it down for Halloween. I love when when you when you call uh, Nick on my phone. It's Nick Mick what the F with yeah. the F yeah. spelled out because I, well, I didn't have time to spell it. Well, Casey calls you Macklejizz every now and then. Yeah. Macklefarts. Macklefarts, I like I, I like Macklefarts. Macklefarts yeah. is better. Macklejizz is a little hardcore. Uh, yeah. Uh, any famous Romanos, Kathy? Ray, Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. This is my daughter, Ray. <laughs> my daughter, Ray. <laughs> and Fosters? Uh, Stephen Foster, Stephen the composer. Foster, composer. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. who that is. Ben Foster. He wrote, Foster. He wrote uh, Oh, Susanna. Oh, don't you cry for me. I come from Alabama with a banjo on my my knee. knee. Hey, hey, do you have a banjo on your knee? (laughs) (laughs) He wrote a bunch of other stuff, but I don't remember what it was. I did get Casey and the Sunshine Band quite a bit, but... You know. Any Magnatas that we know of that uh, Stalin Magnata? No, <laughs> Marissa. Do you no, know Marissa is the only like I got Marissa Tomei. Okay, but so play off your first name yeah, and not last not name. Really. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Magneto. Uh, <laughs> Magneto's cool though. She's closer to Magneto than uh, Magneto Romano. Yeah, I think if there was any of us that would have done that with our children, is you know naming them after yeah. a. A famous character would be Nick Murphy. Like I, yeah, I think Nick Murphy didn't. would be the one that he didn't. Uh, but um, wait, what? Come he's here. G- he's gonna have to come but, and but, but, here. I, I might have. I might have. Um, you know, it might. There might have been a comic book uh, or a, a Batman crossover. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who 
named his son Logan, and uh, he's my best friend, or one of my best friends, and uh, and I go, oh, I go, that's uh, that's Wolverine's name. He's like, who's Wolverine? He had no idea. <laughs> oh my god! Now, this was you know, yeah. fifteen, sixteen years ago before the movies really started taking off, and I was already a, a comic book collector. I'm right, like, right. I'm like, well, you know whose name that? He's like, no. So it was totally by accident. Uh, Murph, uh, I named my son Desmond Harrison. Harrison okay. Ford. Okay. Uh, Desmond, we named it, we took that name from uh, Desmond from Lost. Oh, but, very but, cool. no but with the last name Murphy, is there is there a, a something Murphy that you can name your next child that would be like a direct ripoff? Charlie. Charlie? Yeah. Eddie probably <laughs> Eddie. would be a good Eddie. one. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be too idiot. pretentious. <laughs> Isn't there something Michael Murphy? Uh, uh, yeah, who wrote Wildfire? Yeah, yeah. Call who I Oh, my God. Wow. We're going to ride. This, this text in. For, so, Chuck, our assistant program director, his last name is D'Amico, and he said, uh, Placido D'Amico. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Wow. All right. Well, if you've got that name, you know what it's like. And uh, we got started by John Rambo, who called in this morning. Who's hearing stuff down there in Delaware. Yeah, it's a pretty cool name, though. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, case, I'm going to oh, give yeah. away some of these movie screening passes. We have a screening of Overlord. <laughs> that, was, that was great timing. A screening of Overlord. Uh, and it will be in, in the IMAX theater, the UA King of Prussia, on Wednesday, November 7th, 7.30 p.m., so that's next Wednesday. Uh, Overlord hits theaters on Friday, November 9th, rated R. Let's take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. We'll give you some movie passes. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Comedian uh, Tony Rock is going to be joining us. We have a writer-director of uh, Movie Instant Family, and he's done a lot of other great movies as well. Sean Anders is going to be here, too. So we'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us this morning. Philadelphia, congrats to our MMR listeners who grabbed a share of the $150,000 given away over the past few weeks. MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2 has ended, making a lot of people very happy. $1,000 at a time. Yeah, yeah! Thank you! Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah! <laughs> make sure you have the newly updated MMR app on your phone. An easy way to enter cash contests like this one. Stream Pierre's workforce blocks on your way to the mountains or download MMR and Preston and Steve podcasts. MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2. Sponsored by Sprouts Farmers Market. Now open at Broad in Washington. And from all of us here at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Cap. Let's go ahead and dive right into the bizarre fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre fire. All right, so I got some stories for you. We'll start with this one, man. Uh, amazing, a motorist survived six harrowing days alone along a remote Arizona riverbed after crashing through a fence and landing in a tree. Whoa! Uh, the unidentified 56-year-old woman lost control of her car on Rain Slick US 60 in Wickenburg, Arizona, which is north of Phoenix. Uh, she was wearing a T-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops and survived on grass and water Nummy. before she was found nearly a week later. That's astonishing. This is according to the rescuer, David Morales. Uh, Morales said, I don't know if she could have made it in there another night. Uh, she was in pretty rough shape when we found her. Uh, the woman's car fell about 50 feet down a ravine 
landing in a mesquite tree where it remained suspended above the ground. And she remained in the treetop car for several days before finally climbing out to seek help. So They're crediting a whole bunch of President Steve podcasts that she was able to listen uh-huh. to. Wow. And got her through the tough times. Finally, on October 18th, the State Department of Transportation crew was working along the road when Morales happened to be driving by and spotted his brother, Zachary, on that particular crew. So... He stopped to chat with his brother, and just as they were ending their chance meeting, they spotted a hole in the fence where the car had crashed. The brothers called 911. That's amazing. They eventually found human footprints along the riverbed that led them to the severely dehydrated woman resting under a tree. Her eyes were swollen, and she could barely move with broken ribs, a dislocated shoulder, and a head injury when the brothers got to her. You can go a long, a longer time without food, but it's the water that will get you. Yep, and a helicopter came to uh, the riverbed, and airlifted the woman to a hospital. So it's amazing that they uh, they stumbled across her. Reminds me that that uh, OnStar commercial where the woman is driven off the road because of the deer. You see her t- trapped in a tree and, and the whole thing, and the OnStar person comes on. But it's it's, it's almost exactly the same scenario. Yeah. Uh, the editor of uh, a magazine. It's called a Waitrose or Waitrose's Food Magazine, which I guess Waitrose is a town. Uh, has stepped down. This is the editor. Stepped down after suggesting uh, that vegans should be killed. Mm. Uh, William. I- Sit well. That could uh, be perceived as a controversial stance. A food critic and writer made the comments in an email to a freelance writer after she had pitched him a series of vegan recipes. Hmm. Uh, Celine Nelson told BuzzFeed that her pitch was met with a response from the editor, which had said, well, how about a series on killing vegans one by one? Ways to trap them, how to interrogate them properly, expose their hypocrisy, force feed them meat, make them eat steak and drink red wine. Uh, Ms. Nelson said the response was seriously bizarre. This woman was serious about yes. this, sending this information over, and this guy fires back with that. I think that was his way of saying F you. Right. Uh, but in a statement, uh, Waitrose and partner said, uh, we've been informed by John Brown Media, who produced the magazine, that William Sitwell is stepping down as editor. <laughs> I'm stepping down and uh, going in a different direction. With immediate effect. <laughs> they, uh, they said, we've told John Brown Media that we believe that this is the right and proper move. We will be working with them to appoint a new editor for the magazine. Is it technically stepping down when your boss throws you out the window? Uh, They said, we have had a relationship with William for almost 20 years and are grateful for his contribution to our business over that time. (laughs) Preston Waitrose is a robotic waitress. Oh, Waitrose. Waitrose. Gotcha. 2000. Uh, A Florida man uh, has uh, out of Vizula, uh, Volusia County. They're all the same. Uh, the fire and rescue had to rescue this Florida man out of a 30-foot deep well after he climbed into it and he couldn't get back out. Florida man, Florida man. So let me ask you, yeah. there had to be an important reason for him to go into this well, correct? And you are right about that, Steve. The battalion chief with the county fire rescue, Scott Smoak, had said he wanted to go down the well just to say that he did it. <laughs> All right. Of course. The department- Some people go down to rescue children and animals that have fallen into a well. He just wanted to be able to say he could do it. Yeah. The department called in its technical rescue team, which is specially trained to work in confined spaces and with ropes. Don't expect a lifetime movie on this. The team spent more than an hour working in the dark to get the man out around 2 a.m. on Wednesday. This is how... some pictures. (laughs) The complete idiot. (laughs) Idiot in a well. Uh, So he was... uh, uh, this was on Halloween morning, by the way. 
Uh, the team got the man out with just a few bumps and bruises. Luckily, he was awake. He was conscious. He was uh, talking to us the whole time, Smoak had said. See, the yeah. things that fire in our brains that say, yeah. I know. Just make do the echo thing. Yeah. Hello. And then walk away. Yeah, right. That's yeah. all you need to do. Hello. Or drop drop a pebble down. Yeah. Maybe throw a coin in. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you, then you go home to your family and... <laughs> But this this idiot, no. no. I got to go down there. Yep. There there was this uh, this one little. It was a weird pit that was in the back. <laughs> I know. The okay. Weird pit. <laughs> <laughs> but so was, what happened with it? It was backstage the weird at pit. Cardinal Harrow High School in the auditorium, yeah. uh, back in like the the stage crew loft, and there was this pit that you could go in, and it was like. 20, 30 feet down. I mean, it was pitch black going all the way down. You, you went in it? You oh, in yeah. It. Uh, which is bizarre because I, you know, th- that is, un- you know, like I would never went <laughs> okay. in like sewers as a kid or anything like that. Like, yeah. 20 or 30 feet deep? Y- yeah. Was there a ladder? No, you had to shimmy down the wall. From Touchstone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Idiot in the weird pit. <laughs> he was destined to stay trapped until a young therapist entered his life. Hello down there. My name is Kathy Romano. I wonder if it's still there. Could you throw me a rope? Uh, No. This is at Cardinal O'Hara High School? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We have to find out if the pit, the weird pit at Cardinal O'Hara is still there. In the stage crew loft. In the stage crew loft. Please let us know. From Touchstone. (laughs) Okay. No. No, 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 no. No. All right. All right. No. It's our file. A 125-pound woman allegedly choked a nightclub bouncer unconscious after she mistakenly thought he had slapped her buttocks on a New York, at a New York bar. Uh, police in Plattsburgh said that uh, 22-year-old Kira LaGrave was at the 518 nightclub when somebody hit her from behind. And police say the club's surveillance video shows a 125-pound woman walking up behind the bouncer and choking him out until he fell unconscious. I hadn't seen the footage of this. Uh, We're watching it right now. Sure enough, dude hits the ground like a ton of bricks. Uh, Police tracked uh, tracked her down, and they charged her with a felony count of strangulation. She was released on her own recognizance because the video shows that it was her friend that slapped her on oh, the butt no. beforehand. It was not the bouncer. So she caught him at the right angle. She must have cut off his uh, his carotid artery or something. Yeah, I mean, she, she, yeah maybe sleeper she, hole. Maybe she knows how to do a sleeper hole, but she got behind him. I mean, he didn't know she was behind him, so that's why he was able He to might be have just thought it was like a like a hug or something yeah, until and, he passed out. And it doesn't take much, to be honest, to, to do that. So, uh, wow. So she's facing a felony, which is pretty well. All right, and there you go. That's uh, what we're going to do in the Bizarre File. We're going to wrap it up right there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and as we do take, take a break, we're going to give something uh, to you for your effort. And we are going to give away, oh, we have uh, Napoleon Dynamite, a conversation with. And what this is, is it's going to be at the Kimmel Center, and it's a conversation with John Heater, Ephraim Ramirez, and uh, Tina Marino on November 18th. So they're from the movie. We've any chance of getting them in? It's a Sunday. Those son of a bitches. But I think I'm I'm I may be moderating this uh, really? conversation. All right. Yeah. Well, let's take call number eighteen because it's going to be on November eighteenth. Two one five two six three WMMR. This unique evening includes a full screening of Napoleon Dynamite, followed by a moderated discussion with fan favorite cast members. Uh, one performance only. Info and tickets at KimmelCenter dot org. So let's give that to you. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Tony Rock's going to be here. 
performing at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight and through the weekend. And then we're going to have uh, writer and director Sean Anders in. Very cool. Too, so some cool people to talk to. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. Our next guest is going to be appear- appearing at uh, Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and through the weekend, and we are happy to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, I rock! <laughs> Tony Rock yeah! is here. Right there. <laughs> That's your song, right? That's going to bring you out on stage. stage. Yeah. I like it, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome back to Philadelphia. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Of course. You enjoying your uh, butternut squash soup over there? Butternut squash soup. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. yeah. For right? breakfast. Uh, what's the, the restaurant downstairs? Uh, Harvest. Harvest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Butternut squash. <laughs> kind of tastes like a uh, sweet potato. Yeah. It's really good. You nice. know, you now there's uh, endorsement deals available. Yes. 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 Hey, I'm Tony Rock here <laughs> for butternut squash. <laughs> Just in general. Nothing gives you comedy cred like butternut squash. <laughs> and this is how you sell it to men. And fellas, she'll dig it too. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Every commercial yeah. when they want to oh, sell yeah. something to men, it's like yep. it'll do this energy, vitality, whatever, whatever. And then it's fellas, she'll dig it too. <laughs> well, what I love is like, oh, girl's going to like it. I got to get it. I love um, it when they do a uh, you, you'll be a, you'll be a stallion in the boardroom and the bedroom. <laughs> they right? did like those uh, the just for men uh, hair color things. Oh, so yeah. I, used to, I used to color my beard because yeah. it's totally different color than my hair, and it turns out I was allergic to it. So I get all I get these rashes on my face. But that those commercials were yeah. like <laughs> uh, ladies will yeah. love it too. Yeah. You'll have a rash on your face, but chicks will dig it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do it in a heartbeat, man. That's funny. Wow. Uh, so you're in town. You're doing Helium Comedy Club. We are happy to have you back here. Uh, we were just off air talking about uh, the show. And yes. Steve, you yes. and Casey. It was a, a, a Living Biblically was the show. It was yes. on CBS. It was produced by one of the members of the Big Bang Theory. Johnny uh, Galecki. Johnny Galecki. Yes. And I thought, and Casey thought as well, it was it was a it was based on a popular book about a guy who decided to live a year of right. of his life based on the on the Bible, like a hundred percent according to the right. Bible for one calendar year, yes. right? And and so you were in the cast. I thought it was a really a solid cast, likable ensemble, a, yeah. a, a fun show. But it was an I, amazing cast. It was, yes, uh, Cameron was, Manheim, Ian Gomez, uh, Johnny. Uh, 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 Jay Ferguson. Yeah. It was amazing. Good people. I and, just think people weren't ready to have the Bible in their face every Monday at 9 o'clock at night. Like, every episode was, the Bible says, and yeah. that was the episode. The Bible says, and then it got the show got canceled after 13 episodes, and then CBS came right back with another show. Wait, I, I God liked me on God Facebook. Fra- fa- friended, friended me on me, Facebook something like that. or something, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's almost the exact same show, except it's a drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so uh, that always happens though. One show has to take the bullet so that another show can get <laughs> yeah. through. Well, let's see how this one does. It's doing it's doing well, but I thought that's got to suck because you you've been in the business for a while, right? Everything seems to be firing. You have you have a good slot, and CBS right. is known for their CBS. Yes. CBS. My last sitcom was on a uh, uh, CW. <laughs> right. Totally different totally world. Different yeah. world. Yeah. CBS, man. I was, Catering. I was, pro- I was think I'm looking forward to Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna be in the, with the cast sitting there, yeah. like, hey, we're on the big screen at the uh, Super Bowl. I right. was looking forward to all of that. <laughs> they no. pulled it. That's just, no Super Bowl for me. I mean, but now you, you're used to uh, obviously shows, you know, that, that that come and go. It's the nature of entertainment in the, in the right. business. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I would be, and I think you have every right to be pissed because I also think. You give it a little bit more. You give it a little bit more breathing room. You know, people forget. You don't see it anymore these days. Seinfeld struggled for like a year and a half. You know, Seinfeld was like 
damn near canceled, canceled. and then yep, they yeah. said, "Yeah, let's just let's, let's give it a few more weeks." And then for some reason, it turned around. It turned around. I really think that show biblically would have been a super hit. By the way, yeah. couldn't you port that over? Couldn't couldn't you? Give that a, sh- a chance on a perhaps I don't know on, on the the, the yeah, Hallmark I, Channel or something yeah, where they, you maybe yeah. would find an audience. Oh, after an all new Touched by an Angel, Touched by an Angel, <laughs> an all new one, and fellas, she'll dig it too. <laughs> that should have been the same, right? Well, what I liked about the book in particular uh, is that it wasn't like a, a religious book, overly it, preachy, right? No, right, right. it wasn't preachy at all. It was coming from a guy who wasn't very religious. Decided to, I mean, he was a writer for. Yeah. Uh, either a magazine or a newspaper. I can't remember which right. one. And you know, he wrote he, about his experience, so it was like yeah. you were all on the journey with him. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't really a a, a biblical book. Yeah. And there was a, there was a, a there was a a, 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 a Jewish uh, character who was uh, you know uh, uh, was he was he a rabbi? A rabbi. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So and uh, there were yeah David Fromholtz. Yes, who was great. So they had a whole bunch of uh, of different viewpoints, but. Uh, so how do you get the news? Because we hear that sometimes it can be really cold when they when they cancel a show. <laughs> like you find out, there have been people who found out like on Twitter that the show they were on got canceled. How did you find out? Okay, so we got picked up for uh, thirteen. We were a mid season replacement. Okay, they aired maybe four or five episodes, and then they said uh, you know the ratings weren't doing that well, so they were going to take it off the air for a while, which always helps when so you they, build up they, momentum. Because we were, I think we were going up against the. I, f- I forgot what sh- it was like a CB- uh, NBC had a show that was like a powerhouse. Okay. Like so, The Voice or something? Uh, no, it was uh, Good Girls, I think it was. Oh. And so we they took us down, and then we all thinking, okay, we're all in a, we, we all talk on a group text. Yeah, okay. The whole cast. We still talk to this day. It was like, we'll just send a text like, good morning, and all of us will just jump on and start talking. So it was, hey, guys, you know they're going to take us down for a few weeks. And I'm asking questions like, what does this mean? Are we canceled? What, you guys know more than me. This is CBS. This is... <laughs> Not a lot of black guys on CBS, so I don't know how to, what, the, what the rules are. I'm and they're like, no, they're going to find another slot for us. We should be fine. Most shows get a change of slot yeah. and pick gain momentum. So then they decided to bring us back and air the remaining episodes because we already shot them and they paid yeah. us. And so it was like, might as well go. They put us right back in the same time slot. Oh, man. And same numbers. And then after the 13, we're all, everybody's waiting and we're texting each other like, hey, anybody hear anything? And then Jay Ferguson, lead character, he sent us all a group text, and, hey, guys, they, they just called me. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah. Oh. If you guys recall, for, for a while after I read that book, I, I used to uh, uh, blow on the chauffeur every the first of every month. By the way, that's not a guy who drives a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a ram's horn. It's you're a chauffeur. <laughs> Dude, I almost I used to blow the chauffeur. But <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes travel can be expensive. <laughs> yeah, it was a horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- is it chauffeur or chauffeur? Chauffeur. 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 You just that. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> so I, I, would, uh, I would give oil to a taxi driver. <laughs> no, uh, no. So- I, yeah, I completely read that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, Tony, I saw that uh, in in a, an interview you were talking about your dad, uh, who's no longer with us. Oh, um, yeah, the man. But you were, you were claiming that, uh, that you know, he was your hero, that you, and for those who may not know, uh, Tony's brothers, Chris Rock, that your dad was integral in, in steering you guys, toward, you guys towards comedy as a career? No, or, no, not no? as a career. He was just funny. That My, okay. my, my dad was just very, very funny. And uh, with that many kids and not a lot of stuff to, to entertain you, you kind of... You know, resort to your own imagination and how, your. How many kids? Seven brothers, two sisters. Wow, damn! So okay. we, we had to entertain ourselves, and, yeah. and Dad worked at a newspaper. My father drove a truck for the New York Daily News, so there was always newspapers at the house. Always, 
you know, we had paper routes at Which 10 you live years in, old. Bed-Stuy you live Bed-Stuy, in? Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he encouraged, he encouraged us to read all the time. So it was, you know, you're bored? Excellent. Here, read, read the sports section. Here, read the topic today. Read the so that when once you read and you're well-versed in things, then you can write about everything. Okay. So it was kind of like he, he was teaching us how to be able to talk about very many topics. Yeah. In essence, write about very many topics. So it came I, from... I love that. My, my dad was... So my dad always... And it's a weird thing. My dad, you know, uh, World War II veteran, the whole thing, yeah. you know, the whole the whole deal... But always loved entertainment, and and is always and still is still with us. I loved loves, um, and uh, he, uh, he when I started to dabble in in comedy, he he was very encouraging. It, right, like, and he had he had a very sick sense of humor, <laughs> so we could get away. I remember the first time I made him laugh with something sick, you know, and and it was it was an accomplishment. It, it, was that he a felt like we, he has the gift it, exactly, and he was happy even though yeah. he knew it was wrong. He still chuckled. Did you have moments like that with your dad as well? Uh, you know what? What's funny? Uh, my ba- my dad passed before I started doing stand up. Okay, but I remember when my brother started and he started like you know getting neighborhood celebrity. Oh, people okay, in, in yeah. Brooklyn kind of was. Hey, that's the guy, the comedian guy. And my dad, I can remember him just being very happy about it all. And then when my brother got SNL, it was another world. Nuclear. Like I remember your. So your brother, I remember um, there was the East Side Comedy Club, and I, I'm I'm from New York. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so the, the, the in the club scenes. I was just sort of starting, and then people were mentioning Chris Rock, Chris Rock. And I'm like, oh, wow. So this guy, and, and they were saying, he, he's got it. He's, he was he's, a teenager. He was, so, right, yeah, right. Yeah, very yeah. young. I started at 18. Yeah. And he was fr- friends mm-hmm. yeah, with with, uh, with uh, Eddie Murphy. And mm-hmm. and and, uh, and so the legend had already s- started. So does that, when you find out you want to get into it, we were talking about names. You have a name that you have to live up to. Right. It's it's a double edged sword. Is there any? No, ed- that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Double edged sword. It's, yeah. it's uh, pluses and minuses. My brother being older, you know, Big Brother does everything first. Right. I wanted to be a comic since the first day I listened to a Richard Pryor album. Yes. But I had to go to school and you know do my chores, and I was younger, and my brother started, so he kind of made it. I, I tell he he didn't really. He's not the reason why I did it, but he made me realize it was real. Mm. Uh, I didn't know attainable. Eddie Murphy. I didn't know Richard Pryor. I didn't know you know uh, George Carlin. These are guys I loved. When the guy in the next room started doing stand-up, it made it, okay, this you know, really happened. Yeah. It's funny, though, it because... It was a dream, and now it's like, I can really live this, because this guy right here is doing it. Yeah, but you have your own voice, your right. own distinct no, no, voice. Okay. If you see me do stand-up and see him do stand-up, you know, it's only we're brothers, that's it. Totally, different, totally different, yeah. which yeah. is very cool, because you, you are, you're comfortable in your own Absolutely. voice, and Absolutely. he's comfortable in his own voice, but yes. I would never... Were I not to know that you were brothers, I would never have. I would never peg it, and that that's got to be fulfilling. I mean, it's not that you want to distance yourself from your brother, right. but you you're 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 a formidable in your own right. Right. Yeah. I, I brought Dave Chappelle on stage one night in L.A. Uh, I, I did. A, I do a birthday show every every year in uh, in L.A. at the Laugh Factory, and Dave Chappelle stopped by. Just came by. Oh wow. You know, rooms packed and. People are like, "Hey, the Laugh Factory has a great show going on. It's Tony's birthday," and Dave pops in. My idol, Dave state Chappelle. of the art. And I'm like, could you please go on stage? Please. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do and he goes on stage and says, well, I, I first have to let you like this cigarette. And he takes his time. First, I have to let everybody know that I didn't even know Chris and Tony were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a horrible coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see you do stand up and I said, the kid's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. that's awesome. Oh, man, that's great. Amazing. Yeah, it was that great. That is awesome. It was great. Yeah, especially when people and it, you live with that fear too. We talk about it all the time on the show here. People that you really look up to, like I, I love Norm Macdonald. So, oh, I love. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. when Norm came in, finally we got him to come in and do the show. 
Uh, it, you know, that's one of the rare times I was nervous, right. you know, because you, you go, please be Norm McDonald. And he was Norm McDonald. Yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah. Because most, most of the times I don't even like to meet celebrities because they ruin my image. Of yeah. Them. That's the big risk like, I like a guy. I love this guy. And I meet him like, ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I hate him. Right. Yeah. You, you can go from love to hate instantly because you feel like you've invested your time right. in adoration towards a dick. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. right. Right. So, Tony, uh, if your brother started at 18, how old were you when you really started getting into it seriously? I, uh, seriously, about 24. And did oh. you take lessons from your brother starting at an earlier age versus you starting at a slightly later age? Um, did that make No, it no, no. It was just, I, I was, you know, my parents wanted us to live the traditional life. So my mother was kind of against it when my brother started. And, you know, she wanted us to go to school and go to college and get a job. And, you know, so she Have wanted, a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. right. So right, did you right. finish college before? No, I did not. I, I was like. This is not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go this way. Okay. Was there any point at, at which you were entertaining uh, journalism, or, or, or yeah, like, you know, I, I, my father always said, "Have a job that you love, and right? You right. Work a day in your life." And that's, since I'm a, such idea. a big sports fan, I thought broadcast journalism would be okay. the thing. I thought I'd go into sports casting. You know, I'd be on ESPN. I'd be, you know, Stuart Scott one day, right? And you know. Yeah, but, but you, you, all right. So I'm looking. You you interviewed uh, Joel Embiid at the NBA. Oh was my in, in god, June. Yes, that was great. That all was right. great. Uh, I had a show on NBATV.com. Okay, called the Warm Up. Uh, it was the it was the warm up to Inside the NBA. So we came on a half hour before Inside the NBA, but only online. Myself, Ben Lyons, Ro Parish. Did you love it? I, it was the best job yeah. at working for the NBA. Yeah, the money's ridiculous. They, the NBA makes so much money they can afford to pay you. Really? They make well you gotta figure the NBA, each team plays eighty two games a year. Right. Yeah. The rosters are, are small. Uh yeah, they're making money hand over fist. Yes. Yeah. And they and mm-hmm. we they would fly I went to the NBA finals. Wow. I went to the NBA awards. I went to All Star Weekend two years straight. I hosted parties at All Star Weekend. It was <laughs> In and first class, everything you want to stay at the Four Seasons, you're there for four days. <laughs> oh my everything God. on the arm, you order room service. We got it, Mr. Rock. It's all taken care of. That's I'm awesome. I'm like, now I see why, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you wonder though? Do that. Yeah. There is a fear though. A lot of times you see, like with these with the players who are getting this kind of treatment, right? That it can. Make them a little loopy. No, I was going to say, now yeah. I see why guys retire and they just lose themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because now it's like you're out of this club that you were in for 10 years, right, years, right. and you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. yeah. How was uh, Joel? Joel's great. Good I, I told him he was my favorite player in the NBA because he seems like one of the few guys that really enjoys his job. Yeah. yeah. He has fun on the court. He's fun engaging with the fans. He doesn't take himself too serious. He makes, you know... Insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. It's like you, that's how an NBA player should play. Like that, you love the game. You that's love a key the fans. element. Yeah. The fans make all of this possible. So don't be a jerk when you meet. You know when you talk to the fans. Yeah, exactly. he. Um, it, it looks like he's uh, he's getting better at being interviewed because he's got this amazing personality on the court, <laughs> on social media. Did you see the interview? Uh, no, no. But I've seen him interviewed and I've heard him interviewed, and uh, <laughs> it seems like he gets a, like a little bit nervous. I said to him, "Hey, man, I just want to say this: you're my favorite player in the NBA because you're one of the guys that really seems like you're enjoying your job and right. having fun. You make you make it fun to watch." And he said. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> and I said, I, I said bruh, it's not a question. I'm, yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. You can say thank you. You yeah. look like you're having a great time. to you. you know? yeah, yeah. And if you have not done this yet, I'm talking to you, Tony, or anybody listening right now. So, uh, so uh, Joel inked a deal with 
Under, Under Armour. Yeah. And he wrote a letter to the fans uh, about saying, you know, please sign- buy these sneakers. No, no. He says this, this is more about this is more than money. It's, it's, it's more than basketball. It's more than sneakers. And he goes into his, his upbringing in, in Africa right. and, and, and losing his brother at a young age. His brother was killed in a car accident oh, right wow. after right after he was drafted by the Sixers. And, um, you know, so so he has seen extreme poverty. Right. And, and I think he, as a result, really appreciates everything that he has now. Right. It was just do yourselves a favor. Go on the internet. Look for this open letter that he wrote um, because they haven't even designed the shoe yet. But it was just it, you know if you if you love the guy before you're going to it, just love him even more. Yes, now. yeah. Now that's the type mm-hmm. of thing I like to hear. I don't like to hear that NBA players are jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. kills it. Are you a Knicks fan? I am not. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Uh, I, my my son is a huge NBA fan, and last night he asked me a question, and maybe you can answer because I couldn't. He said, how come the Knicks continue to suck year after year? And I said, I, I don't know. You know, it's, here's a major market city playing in the garden, and yet uh, every year they continue to put out a bad product. Okay. Uh, what's your son's name? Benjamin. Benjamin. Great name, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Benjamin, the Knicks suck because basketball, the, the, the landscape has changed of, of basketball. These players today don't want to take on the challenge of playing in the number one sports market. These players today would just want to—they just want to get a check. They want to—they want to leave their team and sign with a team that's already a powerhouse, yeah. and get the easy ring. That's right. You, you play in New York, you got to be able to take the punishment of the media and the fans night in, night out. Yeah, these guys are scared of that. They scared to be on the stage alone. So if three or four guys decide, hey, let's all go to the Knicks, they'll go. But one guy's not going yeah. to for to, to be under that spotlight day in and day out. Well, that's what's happened here. With, with I mean, the the converse situation where the, the basically the, the you know the, the the Sixers made a pact with the fans here and said we're going to take a number of years to try to build something right, right. and worked on it. And you know, we're all kind of saying, are the are people going to go for this? They did. And so now you're starting to see the results yeah. of that come about. But that's because, you know, there's a certain – if you've never been without it, you can't appreciate it. Right. If you go from zero to New York, right? you know, it, there's no context. And I think that's what you're saying, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? The NBA is always better when the Knicks are good, the Sixers are good, the Celtics are good, the Lakers are good. Yeah, yeah. That's – the NBA is just, you know mm-hmm. – uh, maybe, maybe the Bulls. You got maybe them. the Bulls. The, the biggest markets. Yeah. yeah. So when the biggest markets have a, have a decent product, yeah, I agree right. with you. That is, is better for the NBA across the board. So do you enjoy doing the the, the hosting stuff and the interviewing stuff? I mean, you've you've, you've hosted a few shows. You hosted a show yeah. on uh, Oprah's Network, right? The uh... oh yeah, I hosted a show on Oprah's Network a long time ago. Yeah, it was like a revamping of What's My Line. Right. It was called Can You Tell? And uh, did you enjoy it? I loved it. it was yeah, great. it was a lot of fun. Hey, uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, I was reading that uh, that you've, you've actually taken a crack at a, at a girl that I've, I had a crush on big time. Who? Which one? Chili from TLC. Listen, man. <laughs> Chili would not date me. Yeah. Really? She turned it Because I drink. Really? Uh, I want a guy that's funny. I got you, baby. Check. Yep. <laughs> I want a guy that's loyal. Check. Yeah. To you, I'll be loyal. Check. Uh God fearing, okay. I'll, yeah, you'll uh, check a little bit of that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then it was, uh, he can't drink. <sighs> I can't have a drink. Well, is, is she? Well, a, wait a minute. Is she a Jehovah's Witness or is she? Uh... I don't know. I, that, that was the end of the conversation. I didn't stick around. <laughs> to see what <laughs> wait a minute. Those, those, those booze ads say, and fellas, 
Shield tickets. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't date me because I drink. Wow. And I really, like, I really went after her. I really no talked to her publicist like, hey, I want to take her out. Let me just take her out for dinner one time. Let me mm-hmm. just, uh, let's go get coffee. Let's go get a... So you did the move with the publicist and the whole thing. Because uh, she, I think she was doing a show at the time. She was doing some reality show, like, with right. a date with Chili. Yeah. And I knew the publicist. And I said, hey, I don't want to be on the show. I don't want to be like, I don't want it to be a gimmick. I really want to date her. I want to yeah. take her out. Like, let's, you know, get to know each other. That's pretty amazing. And I saw her in Atlanta and I'm like, hey, you know, I talked to your publicist. Like, let's just go out. Some-. And she's like, Tony, you're funny and yeah. I, I think you're talented. And But I, my, my next boyfriend can't. <laughs> and it was like, no kids. I'm like, check, no kids. You all set? No baby mama what drama. If, none of- what if you and- said it was O'Doul's that you were drinking? <laughs> <laughs> she would have knew. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody drinks ten old duels and still. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> really going down. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the not the bottom him at all? <laughs> who's, uh, who's second on the list? Second on the list. Who would you? Who's going to get that same uh, Tony Ross? While treatment? he's thinking about that at that time, because I was working in radio yeah. that I put, you know, top forty format. It was either that or I wanted an orgy with On Vogue and that. Oh, <laughs> oh my Ooh. god! Yeah. That's a good oh, day right I there. I don't know what the one girl's name in, in, in Vogue, but she looks a little bit like Holly Robinson Pete. That's, oh, yeah. That's was, all, you're, it's all good stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I met them and Holly Robinson Pete backstage one time because they were best friends. She called her her sister, oh, but they were close friends. God, and it, it wasn't Maxine. It wasn't uh, Terry, I think her name was. Might have been oh. Terry. Yeah, there they are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah, I am. Man, okay. look at that right there. <laughs> anyway, so who would be your other? Uh, uh, your I don't other know. Now get? I'm on the spot. I say Rihanna, maybe. I don't know. Rihanna, I mean, but is, Rihanna's on everybody's list. So. Rihanna's yeah. on every. And but she, a- she, she's like. Um, you know, it's cool. People forget Rihanna has uh, tattooed um, six guns on her thighs. Does she really? I just there was a picture that uh, you know she's been taking all these sex. Well, there's, she's always sexy, but. She's uh, and yeah, it, it, Rihanna needs to take a not sexy picture. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, there was a picture of her leaving. Do you remember this years ago, Tony? There's a picture of her leaving a uh, an adult store with like a steamer trunk <laughs> full of sex toys. Well, she had that song S and M. I mean, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You know, well, uh, autobiographical. Uh, Joel Embiid was firing on her on Twitter. Yeah, like, really, yeah. over and over again. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. When he had that first shoot, you know, your shot, man. You got to shoot your shot, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you never know. know if you don't ask. We've all seen a girl that we thought was like super high. Not dating some guy that you thought, how in the <laughs> world is this guy dating this girl? You know yeah. why? Because he took a shot. Yes. So yeah. That- so how's, how's your track record, though? Besides- oh, no. My, besides Chili, I'm, <laughs> I'm batting 999. There all you right. go. All right. Yeah. So it's not, not a desperate situation. No, not at all. No, yeah, I, just yeah. to, I thought she was fine, and I was like, yeah. I was, I, this one I was on syndication, you know, <laughs> money was coming in differently at the time. I thought, hey, celebrity girlfriend, let's do it. Yeah, why not? Let's be Beyonce and Jay-Z before Beyonce and Jay-Z. Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, listen, Tony is performing at Helium Comedy Club. Two shows tonight. Uh, tomorrow and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 of the shows. And a Sunday show, which is cool. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Uh, so that's at 7.30. You can get the tickets for 22 bucks. They start at that at uh, heliumcomedy.com. So get those now before they are all gone. Tony's good yes. to have you back in. Thank man. you guys. Thanks enjoy, so much. Enjoy Philadelphia, all right? Certainly will. Got it, man. Tony Rock, yeah! everybody, on the President's Day Show. Yeah. All right. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment, and we are going to have writer director Sean Anders yeah. in the studio. Casey did a QA with him last night for the screening of Instant Family. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. 
This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you very much, Kathy. So our next guest has either been involved in writing, directing, or producing uh, the following films, and some, all three. Uh, She's Out of My League, Hot Tub Time Machine, We're the Millers, Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, Horrible (laughs) Bosses 2, uh, Daddy's Home 1 and 2, and the film that we had a screening of last night, complete with a QA, and a Instant Family. Please welcome Mr. Sean Anders to the program. Thanks for being here, Sean. Uh, You said uh, last night Q&A was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. Great screening last night. That's excellent. Uh, what types of uh, questions do people uh, ask when you go to those things? Is it just all over the board? Yeah, yeah. It's all over the board. A lot of times, just you know, a lot of questions about the cast, a lot of questions about foster care and my own experience. And that's what I wanted to touch on because this is, uh, uh, in, in a form, it's, it's your story. Yeah. Um, so what is that, by the way? Well, my wife and I adopted three kids out of the foster care system about seven years ago. And the movie is inspired by our story, but also by the stories of several several other families that I met along the way. You, you consult, you sort of chatted with them, and you sort of kind of blurted out a joke. You were sort of joking with your wife, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, the basic idea was, well, let's adopt a let's let's go with a, an older child, and this way we will make up for the lost. You know, it's like five years, or it's like we've you know been at it, and. Yeah. To your amazement or chagrin, she said, yeah, maybe that's something to explore. And you were sort of off and running, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was just feeling like I was going to be one of those old dads who can't throw the ball by the time the kid is 15. So I just (laughs) said, why don't we just adopt a five-year-old and be like I got started five years ago and I was totally joking. (laughs) Right, right. And here I am. Were you even incorporating um, also as you're weighing out your your thought process about how successful you've been in adopting pets and things of that nature and (laughs) the the whole deal? Yeah, Yeah. I I was. I was. And uh, and that's it's not a fair comparison. But, I know, but yeah. you do what you can. Right, yeah. right. It's interesting that you made a comedy of it. I went through the same situation. I also adopted from foster care, and there's oh a lot God. that's not funny when you go through the process. So the fact that you made a comedy uh, from it all is great. But I bet you a lot. There was a lot that was funny, right? Well, when you look back on it, and yeah. everything worked out <laughs> the way it did. Yeah, it's hilarious that things yeah. like that happened, and you know. People said things, and the judge ruled one way, and, you know. Right. Well, here's the thing, though, and and tell me if this was your experience. When you have these people in your house who you don't love and you don't know and they don't love you or know you and you're supposed to be their parents and they're supposed to be your kids and you and nobody has any connection at all, it's so awkward and so chaotic and strange that it's there, there's a lot of really rough times, but there's a lot of funny stuff that comes from that. And, and, and you're, this is what you do. You're you're very adroit at this, uh, you know, um, with uh, the daddy's home mov- movies, and 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 just there's always there's always a sense of family, and in, in some case, there's some sort of family involved. And and the 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 laughs and the the not so funny parts. Kathy's talking about you know she had her her issues, yeah. And then there were there were there were funny parts as well, but but um you 
the dynamic that exists when you're, say, you're having the kids and you're going through the process of, okay, we're pregnant and this and we're, exp- oh, there's going to be a baseball team that eventually or whatever. And there's a whole series of things, but it's like, bam, the key's been turned and you're, you're, you're off and running. And so all of those things that allow you to sort of emotionally prepare it, though you're never really prepared from what I understand, it's a whole other dynamic because it's turnkey. Well, yeah, and this one, you're kind of doing it on the fly, and that's really what is wonderful about it, at least it was for me, is the opportunity to actually take that time to fall in love with your kids, to get to know your kids, to fall in love with them. They become your family, and it's it's really, a it, it was a wonderful experience. All it was t- tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always said the easiest part was were, was the kid, though, for me, anyway. Uh-huh. Mine's a little bit different uh, situation because we got him when he was so young, right. um, but that was the easiest part of the whole situation. Everything that surrounded it is what was difficult. The system rough yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what a great cast too mark Wahlberg, roseburn octavia spencer tignataro uh tom Segura, and a girl that we had in here that when she came in we're like that girl's gonna be a star yeah isabella moner uh she's something else she's she blew incredible. us away uh, yeah. she's she's incredible she's like you just get angry she's so <laughs> she's so talented yeah she, <laughs> she worked with that. stop it already yeah. you know? she can really tap into emotion uh and i don't know if it is because you're, you're behind the scenes with her if it is as effortless as it seems uh, as a viewer, uh, and and I just want to, uh, I, I just saw her in Sicario, uh, Day of the Soledad. Right, yeah, Soldado, I watched as well, I mean, yeah. And she was amazing in that. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you really had a, hit a home run with Well, she one. had, there was a moment on set where she had to be in tears, and there was a very devastating, traumatic thing happening. And I'm back behind the monitor, and she does her thing, and I'm completely in tears. <laughs> And then she runs off down the street because that was part of the scene. And I thought, well, I, I yelled cut and I thought I'd better go to her and sort of talk her down. And I get there and she comes running back. How was that? She's not cool. She, it was wonderful. Yeah. She had to talk me down. All right. With, with that question, Sean, have you, have you acted in, in your career at all? Uh, you know, I made a movie with a bunch of buddies. And that's how I got into this. I made a movie with just a bunch of friends. And I was, was this about the, the guys who, 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 collect, who collect frozen food? Frozen entrees. Yeah. Frozen entrees. Yeah. And the whole idea is they, they collect them and never let them defrost. Yeah, and they're trying to put on the first frozen entree enthusiast convention. Oh my yeah. god. It was it was like it was like it's like a mockumentary. It's yeah. like yeah. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so, so with that, so so you've done some acting. You've dabbled in acting. Yeah. How I did, suck at it, but I've done it. Yeah. Well, how does somebody who sucks at acting direct? You know what I mean? Uh, it, You've got to have it's got to have the dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think it it all comes from the story. That if you have the story and the characters, being a writer, if you have the story and the characters just locked in your mind at all times, you can talk to the actors about anything because Mm -hmm. you're you're the one that's really been spending years of your life thinking about these characters and these moments, and then you can uh, get together with them and collaborate with them. What I love also is that you have you have Mark Wahlberg. This is the first comedy that he has he has led the cast. Like, so he's been with obviously other, you know, uh, oh yeah. where he's been the lead in a, in a, in a comedy. He's done comedy certainly and has adapted it. But he I find him very um he has a paternal way about him. You know, he has he's easily connectable or yeah. you know, you can you identify with him even though he's, you know, you know him for so many other things. 
you you enjoy working with him obviously do you do you have a, a second language do you you know is is there something that you share yeah i mean i i think i know how mark likes to work yeah and mark's a good guy and that i mean he's he's just such a regular dude i mean i know it doesn't seem like it because he gets do up you, at three o'clock in the morning you follow and, his training <laughs> regimen right? yeah. you, you have eight turkey burgers before 8 a.m yeah yeah and it really is astounding because the guy is just always hustling he's always working so the way that he's able to do that and still be a pretty regular guy yeah. is, is I don't know how he does it. He's so. been very cool uh, with us when he's come in on the show. Well, something that comes to mind, Steve, every time we think about him or talk about him is that uh, we've had him in the studio a few times. And the, one of the times that he came in, uh, he'd already met us. And we'd had him in at least once or twice before. And there are there were studio audience members, just like there are today. And instead of coming to say hi to us, he went right to the people who were hanging out watching the That's show. Mark. And it was just a meeting. He went over and shook him and introduced Introduced himself. Now, hi, I'm Mark Wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it, it was a very humble uh, gesture, and and it was also a really genuine one. Yeah, well, I can tell you something that that happened with this movie. You know, I knew Mark from two from the two Daddy's Home movies, but I had yeah. no idea that you know that he would do this movie because this one's pretty different. This yeah. is more of a dramatic comedy and. I sent him an email that I worked really hard writing because it was really important to me. I really wanted him in the movie. I sent it to him at about 1 o'clock in the morning. He called me the very next morning, first thing, and he just called me and said yes. Wow. He said, I read your email. I've met. So he started telling me about some kids he'd met that had been in the system. And movie stars don't call you and say yes. They call you and say, yeah, I love this idea. Let's let's have a meeting. Let's talk to my agent. Mm-hmm. Mark just said yes, I'm in. That's it was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I just um, – I texturally, this movie is a comedy first. However, it is very touching, and there are some really, really... Um, Admit you cried. I did. I, I cried a lot. And, but but um, what I liked is that how I could go from crying to laughing, you know, like right away, and you were able to do that. You were able to, uh, you know, as a director and a writer... Um, just do a, a change of emotions that quickly, and and I wasn't alone. It's not like me, no. you know. Like it, <laughs> no, it was, that's yeah, that's it was the entire theater. It's good um, to share it with the theater, yeah. but you know, like so, you really do. You're taking a risk uh, as a creator here to watch this movie with you know a few hundred people, but uh, I think you had confidence in, in the product that you you created to to do that. Well, we've been watching it. I've been going across the country screening the movie for people, and it, the the reaction's been overwhelming. And the thing that makes me the happiest is that guys come to the movie and really even even if it does make them cry they're really loving the movie mm. and that that makes me extra happy just because it is a movie about family and kids but i mean Wahlberg is such a great like you said he's a he's a great dad character yeah he has that and he exudes that and i'll tell you something else your your comedy sensibility which i love is sharp enough and a little bit wrong enough <laughs> to, to make all the other stuff like like, in, like I didn't expect to to love the daddy's uh, home movies as much as I did, and I really did. You know, like I, I back to back them. You know, <laughs> so I got to watch the second one now. And, and uh, but but because it, I do love that when you are are laughing and then you have that that emotion. It's like sweet and savory, uh, and, and and to the point of the, of, of family, it, it does really resonate more when you have them working in tandem. But I assume because it's a personal story, it's basically your story. Yeah, was that was that a little bit more of a um, of a difficulty because you're kind of it's your story. Yeah, it's, it's it was a lot of pressure because yeah. of that, but also because we were trying to thread this needle where this movie is a real roller coaster ride between these emotional moments and these comedic moments, and some of the comedy gets edgy in places. Yeah. So trying to kind of thread that needle was what we worked the hardest on in this movie. 
Uh, on your personal story, you have the three kids that you adopted yes, sir, yeah. uh, through the foster program, and were they siblings? Yes. Uh, okay, so and so you got them all three in one shot. Yeah, in the um, family. So exactly, exactly, <laughs> right away from this. So have they seen the movie? Yes. Yeah. And what do they think about it? Well, they're tired of it now because <laughs> it's dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but honestly, it's one of the things that I'm really proud of is that our family is so. I don't know. They, my kids just feel like we're such a normal, boring family that they were kind of like, well, who would want to see a movie about this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, But no, they, they really loved it, and they really connected with How it. How old are they now? Well, my kids are different ages than the kids in the in the movie. Uh, my son is just about to turn 13. I have a daughter who's nine and a son who's eight. Okay, oh, okay. so yeah. they're still young, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still got some work to do. <laughs> it's not over yet. Yeah. There was a, there was a part in the movie uh, that I that I don't want to ruin, but it was it was a long joke. Uh, it was a joke. Julie Haggerty plays uh, Rose Byrne's mother, and and it's a long joke that works the entire time. <clears throat> but what happened in that joke was everybody was laughing so hard that Mark Wahlberg had said something, and I didn't know what he'd said, and it it. it um, uh, directly t- connected him to the very next scene. I'm like, I want, I, I don't know what he said. I don't know what that connection was. That Julie had said that he, could, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, actually, and it's he such doesn't. A great scene. Actually, he doesn't say anything. Oh, he it doesn't. Just, it's just the reaction on his face. But there is a moment where Julie Haggerty has got kind of the kids have drawn all over her face, and she's trying to sort of make this poignant speech, but she's got her face drawn up like a pirate. And, and Julie Haggerty, for to, for me, she's a national treasure. So uh, airplane, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that, that's all you need to do. And 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 you 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 get the chance to work with. Um, you know the people that you select select out of your Whitman sampler of you know but people like John Lithgow from other you know the, the Daddy's Home movies and other yeah. other other great people. But here, like Rose Byrne, I think has that she's got that ability to instant like ability, yeah, and, and and instant you know, and she she's she's sexy, but she's she's maternal and she's got all these these things going on. Um, so so at the end of the movie, at the end of the process, and you're editing it, and and it's and it's your story. Who's the first Who's the first person you show it to? You know, it, it wasn't so much about a person. It was wanting to get in, in front of, uh, of, of, of an, an audience, audience. Okay. And, and a random audience because that what you were uh, touching on before as far as threading the comedy and the drama. Yeah. I was really scared. I thought, you know, if this thing ends up sort of too maudlin or whatever, that's not going to feel right. And if it, and certainly if it feels like we're having too much of a laugh about this serious topic, that's not going to feel right. We got to get it just right. And when we put it up for the first audience, it just worked from the beginning, and it was such a massive relief. You have no idea. That's Do you know great. what what movie? Because uh, listen, your your stuff does it, it, it like uh, you know we're the Millers, uh, you know, or there there's there's a heart, there's a genuine heart to all of the stuff. And a movie, the movie Parenthood that Ron Howard did That's one is of my a favorites. classic example yeah. that takes all of those dynamics and has some outlander stuff happening w- with the other stuff. So this is this is my this is my kind of movie. So you know, when I saw Parenthood uh, back in the day, I, it made me call my dad to tell him that I love him, uh, and uh, he thought that I was on drugs or I was in jail or something. <laughs> the power of movies yeah. to As, convince you that your son's on drugs. Yeah, when, when that movie came out, and I was in my twenties at the time, I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was heartwarming and everything. But as as now a father, I make sure I, I watch that like every five years or so. And just to see the things that have come to pass in my life yeah. as a parent that have happened in that film. So 
hopefully people are going to get the same from this as well. I wanted to ask, but we were off air, and you know, you're doing this uh, promotional tour, so that puts you on the road for a while. Uh, but you did have time to be with the family for Halloween. I did. Yeah, my family's actually with me here in Philadelphia. Oh, no, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, they uh, oh. they came out to to join me in New York, and then they went to Boston with me and to Philadelphia. And we did we went trick or treating in Boston the other night, which was insanity. <laughs> and, but you guys did a uh, you did a family costume. We did, yeah, we did the E.T. costume, but the funny thing was my, my wife and I were supposed to be the the scientists in the spacesuits that sort of invade the house, but everybody thought we were beekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> was that perhaps in E.T. they were beekeepers yeah. because they didn't understand what well, kind of alien And was. what we decided to do is next year uh, we're just going to get bee costumes for the kids and then do the same costume. <laughs> <It's> perfect. <laughs> were, were you in Boston the same day as the Sox parade? I was. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, just God. randomly I was there. And, well, uh, so 10 years ago when the Phillies won the World Series, the World Series parade was also on, on Halloween, and it just turned into a day-long party, as you can imagine. I guess the same thing probably happened it in was Boston earlier this week. A lot of happy people there yes. while yeah. we were there. Yeah, there was a good vibe going around. Good. <laughs> I have to ask, so we have you here, we're, we're tremendous fans of, of a lot of your work, uh, you know, uh, so much that you've done, and Dumb and Dumber 2, okay. you were one of those script writers on this, correct? Yeah. Um, I have to. We have to ask the um, the Frida Felcher uh, <laughs> when they approach her <laughs> and say, "Excuse me, sir." <laughs> I can't take credit for okay, that. Okay, no. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, just, there's just. But, but I had to. I have to imagine if you were a fan of the original, that had to be a a wild experience to be on that. Yeah, it was. Well, I'm a huge fan of the yeah. original, and and Pete and Bobby Fairley, we got to know them a little bit, and we so we got to write the first pass of the script and then we handed it over to them and then those guys kind of did their thing with it and we got a chance to go to Jim Carrey's house and very scared and nervously pitching him ideas and he sat there for a while thinking and then he started bursted into the Lloyd character and started doing these bits right in front of us and that was a high point that oh was my god exciting. yeah All right, but, well, but to, I'm sorry to interrupt no, Casey but to, but to write that line in there excuse me sir I mean Kathleen Turner <laughs> you know the writer has to say well you know she's kind of mannish maybe she'll be okay with this line but she was yeah. she's a trooper you she's know? yeah no I guess I guess she must be yeah I, I, again I can't take credit <laughs> yeah, for that no one, but, uh, we had her it's in the so studio, great, and she she was she was awesome. But yeah. but but yeah. but 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 to them, and the Fairley Brothers have a similar sort of. There's, I think, to make comedy work the way you make it work, and, and the way a movie like this works, is it has it it, it, it has to come from a, a sense of, of of heart, and you know there has to be warmth in it at some point to make it work. Correct? Yeah. Well, I'm a huge John Hughes fan. Yeah. And I got a rare opportunity about uh, ten years ago or so to speak to him on the phone. Is that right? Yeah. And it was just crazy. And I got to talk to him about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he told me was that it's not the size of a laugh that matters; it's how the laugh feels. And if you can make the audience feel something and really get invested in that character, and then twist it into a laugh. And, and especially a subversive laugh. Yes, uh, you just get the most wonderful feeling. People from that. forget yeah. he was he was one of the really subversive writers yeah. on the Nash Lampoon, and 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 parlayed that you know years later. Yeah, I also when I ask about a joke uh, whether or not you wrote this for Dumb and Dumber Two because it's it's one of, <laughs> it's one of my favorite movie moments. Uh, the, towards the end of the movie, uh, Lloyd and Harry are trying to get a free drink at this conference, and they do this like stink fist thing, and. <laughs> It's not just that, but it's them then eating 
uh, finger foods out of these their hands that they just had up their their butt, butt cracks, mm-hmm. and then uh, Lloyd and Harry they he licks the, uh, the 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 cheese and stuff off of his fingers. Was that yours? That's all Pete and Bobby. I uh, wrote the, that I, is so good. Though. I wrote I all the it. jokes you didn't like. You can't you can't just trust that he was part of something we enjoy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. I'll give you another one then. And uh, if you didn't write this, I'm sorry for bringing it up. But uh, Sex Drive, I think, is an underrated movie. I it's a lot of fun. It's Really funny, fun. and James Marsden uh, is is great in it. But the whole Seth Green playing a straight Amish guy. Uh, I wrote that. Okay, yeah. 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 It's and the fact that they they work they they are master mechanics. Yes. Uh, well, uh, there's this documentary called The Devil's Playground that's yeah. really interesting. It's about Rumspring uh, yeah. and the Amish and about how they have that period where they get to kind of go off and do whatever they want, and, and they go really, nuts, and they and they're really good with cars. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's really interesting. So we had just seen that, and we incorporated that into that movie. That was fun. That's great. Nice. And uh, Charlie McDermott's in that movie. Charlie's a, a local yeah. kid, and, and uh, I, that was one of his first roles. And and we've become uh, good friends with him over the years. He's in this. He's movie, in this Nick. too. Oh, is he? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. We got him for for Instant Family as well. No, what does he's, he? He's what does he play in Instant Family? He plays Stewart, that's uh, Wahlberg's uh, employee that w- works on the houses with him, and he's just kind of a goofball, and like, he's nice. he's really funny. We only had him for a day, but, but he's a great guy. He's a yeah. great guy. Yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, we want to uh, point out the fact that uh, the movie Instant Family is going to be hitting theaters November 16th. So make sure that you do not miss it. And uh, Sean, thanks for coming by this morning. Thank we you. appreciate it. Let's hear it for Sean yeah. Anders, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, you got it. We are going to take a quick break. We will return in mere moments. More to come. Stay with us, my friend. Here comes the MM Army. What's going on? Tomorrow, from noon till 2, Jackie Bam Bam rocks the grand opening of Sprint of Granite Run. 1067 Baltimore Pike and Media. Switch to Sprint, get the hottest new phones and devices, and pay no activation fees. Plus, win Hailstorm tickets. Join the MM Army for the fourth annual Philadelphia Veterans Parade. Sunday, starting at noon at JFK and North 16th Street. Veterans Festival to follow at Market and North 5th Streets, featuring 34 veteran service organizations, sponsors, and more. MMR's big friggin' deal. This week, only get a $50 gift certificate for just $25 to Arnold's Family Fun Center. Located in Oaks, Arnold's Family Fun Center is one of Pennsylvania's premier indoor entertainment venues. Get this exclusive offer through Sunday or while supplies last at WMMR.com. Keyword, deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Thanks, Kev. Uh, I promise I give a uh, shout-out to my uh, golfing partner yesterday, uh, a guy named Brian that I met uh, for the first time. Uh, we played against um, uh, my friend Kevin and uh, this other guy, Jamie, yesterday. So they wanted a, a shout-out, so I can give that to those. It was a nice day to get out. I mean, it was uh, warm. <laughs> Uh, but uh, by the end of it, like on the back nine, I started feeling lousy. I started getting like a sore throat. Did you have diarrhea? Well, I didn't have diarrhea. I didn't have diarrhea. Oh, okay. No, I did not have diarrhea. I just tried to sell it for you. That would really, that would suck because we were walking. <laughs> have you ever had diarrhea playing? Because that's a long game and you have no options. No, but I tell you what. Okay. I, I generally will keep a little bit of toilet paper in oh, my yeah. golf bag. Would you ever consider an adult diaper in the bag? No. No, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, really. I think by the time if I have to use if I have to use uh, toilet paper on the golf course, I think my round's over. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't think I need a diaper Listen, to make sure that I can. Finish. I just took a ten minute dump. I'm going to call it a day. <laughs> but I keep I keep um, I keep some toilet paper. I keep 
Uh, things like uh, a, a little f- a first aid kit. Imodium? Uh, no, I should with all the diarrhea. Yes, I right, should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I keep a little bit of whiskey in there. Uh, sometimes Matches. A, a cigar. Yeah, a lighter, a cutter. Hatchet. A cutter for the uh, cigar. Air spray. I do keep a little knife in there. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's kind of like my survival kit, well, my, my golf bag. You're out, you're out in, uh, you know, Well, especially if you're nature. walking, you're, you're out. It's going to take you a while to get back to the clubhouse. So you do you need, bring a sat phone? Got to have those things. You need a sat nav, uh, yes, and uh, a water uh, purifier. Absolutely. So you can drink your own piss. One of those, uh, one of those uh, uh, thermal blankets. Exactly. You know, you got to. Yeah. Listen, you don't know. Mm -hmm. You may have to live on that ninth hole. Keep a gun, you know, (laughs) just in case. Rifle. Yep. Uh, You ever play Hungover? Yes. That's the worst. Uh, It's not fun. No. (laughs) I I don't really do it anymore. Uh, If I I was severely hungover, I I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't do it. It's just, uh, I'd rather be in bed. Yeah, agree. You can't play golf in bed. (laughs) No, I'd rather be hungover in in bed. Can you wheel me to the next hole? Yeah, but anyway, and I played lousy yesterday. I think I'm going to quit. I'm not going to play golf. You're done? Yeah. 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 Until your next round when you play well. No, yeah, yeah here's the deal. Then you're going to join how, the PGA Tour. This is how serious uh, he is about not playing golf, is that we were talking about getting a drone so that you could fly it over and check, <laughs> check see, whether they're the, See if anybody's on the course where I live. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, it was brilliant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it was a, I want to see if there were two, two or three holes open prior, so yeah. I have time to walk out and well, go I got play. The, I got the one you should get. Okay. If you don't, yeah. I, I need one that right. at least can fly a half mile. Away. Oh, this one can fly four miles. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, it's a shout out to my golf and buddies. All right. so let's, uh, yeah, let's do the bizarre file here. Right now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. I'm going to start with a story about a skydiving partnership that is unlike any other. Uh, Sheriff's deputy and skydiving instructor Alex Cocker has a one-of-a-kind partner who's jumped from a plane with him four times. He happens to be a 75-pound dog named Duke, and Duke is 21 jumps short of receiving an honorary skydiving license. Wow. Yeah, this is at a place called West Tennessee Skydiving. It's the only place in the country where you can fall from at least 28,000 feet in the air, and that's called a halo jump. So what does he do? Do the stick throw out of the open door in the plane? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people from all over the world come there just to fulfill their dangerous wish. Uh, and the instructor, Kevin Hallbrook, said uh, you're falling roughly 70 to 80 percent faster than the normal skydive speed. You're on a blind faith because you have to uh, hope that you're really where you need to land. As Duke makes history as the first and only dog skydiver at his location, he can also make history as the first dog with a license. Now, if approved by the Parachute Association, Duke would be able to be allowed to jump without a human. Really? Yes. He's just got to remember to pull the ripcord, I guess. Uh, Cocker doesn't know if that's ever been done before. Uh, like many skydiving instructors, Cocker is ex-military. It's not unusual for military-trained canines to go airborne with their trainers, but Cocker says Duke is a bit different. He said he's a pet, he's not a military dog, and he's also a bit large. Uh, he says he knows Duke enjoys the jumps because his ears point straight up. He also says Duke... <laughs> Loves riding in the car. What are you watching? Well, no, it's, his ears point straight up because of the wind, <laughs> right? Well, even said, when he's just standing there, his ears term- are, yeah, yeah. Terminal he's, velocity. He says uh, Duke loves riding in the car with his head sticking out of the window, which is the same kind of feeling as a skydive. No. No, not no, really. Not. But if you want to think that, that's okay. I think it'd be awesome if a dog was skydiving solo. Just 
Duke have an actual automobile license? Uh, that I'm okay. not sure of. He might. He's a pretty extraordinary <laughs> dog. Uh, Sydney Allen of Clearwater, Florida, uh, who's 20 years old, quietly got her nipples pierced back in June as a birthday gift from her sister. They both decided to keep the piercing a secret and to definitely keep their parents from knowing. Alan told BuzzFeed that her mom is a bit conservative on appearances and hates tattoos and piercings. And she said, since I don't usually have my shirt off, I thought it would be very easy to keep the secret. And that was until Alan went in for a routine checkup on Tuesday for the alignment on her spine. And since she has syringylomyla, or I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, is a rare condition that can build up spinal fluid in the spinal cord. Doctors took a procedural x-ray of her spine. Yeah. And Alan did not know that the x-rays would make all metals visible in the image results. Oh, wow. Yeah. In fact, uh, experts in the field advise patients to remove their piercings in case they cover or distort the radiographs. She said, my mom saw my piercings as soon as the x-ray popped up, and the doctor and I started laughing hysterically. She said her mom grew silent, staring at the extremely clear metal rods projected on the computer screen, and then said, we'll discuss this later. (laughs) What about the kettlebell that was attached to her labia? Uh, And Alan had added uh, she was visibly upset. Well, they didn't. They didn't didn't go that low. They didn't uh, x-ray that far down. So on an x-ray, you couldn't have this. And go through an MRI, right? You Correct. Couldn't, yeah. yeah you gotta Your take, nipples you, will get ripped all, off. Yeah, all metals have to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she said, I was initially terrified when the x-ray came up, but she ended up being pretty understanding since no one can tell unless I show them. Yeah. Alan said that her mom now finds the entire event and Twitter spectacle funny. She said the picture does make her laugh now. My buddy in college had, he had like a hip injury or something like that. Yeah. And so he was playing, uh, I believe, soccer at the time. And so he had an x-ray and the x-ray was hanging up on the board in the training room. Well, as a result, you could see his wang in this in the x-ray. You could yeah. see the whole outline of his wang that just hung up there for hours and hours for people to look at. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. Nice. Back to you, Preston. All right. Uh, hey, bud, nice wang. <laughs> I, I love this story. It's a woman out of Alabama. Uh, her Halloween fun turned into a nightmare and a medical emergency. Uh, Anna, too, is her name. Says the fake teeth that she put in would not come out. Steve, they're big fangs. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> she said it went on and on, and I mean I continuously tried to get them out. And after it was over with, <laughs> I tried up till 2 a.m., and it's like they wouldn't budge. I even took a pair of wire cutters and cut the tips off of those. So this was like a, a, a Halloween costume, right? Yeah, that's it. Her Halloween right. fun yeah. turned into a nightmare. Two says that she used the glue that came with the teeth. Oh, my God. But she says the adhesive wasn't temporary. <laughs> she says she was in excruciating pain. They're like Nosferatu oh, teeth. Right. And They're really so, long and sharp. This dental glue that they include with a lot of these things actually is, is too good. Uh, she says she was in excruciating pain but wasn't sure whether to go to the emergency room. Eventually, she found an emergency dentist who could help. Dr. John Murphy was able to rescue two and her teeth on Saturday. It's great. Uh, just the natural state of your teeth, the doctor said, and your gums can sometimes cause something to adhere and get stuck. Two says that she learned a lesson, and one day she hopes that we'll save others from this issue, and she says she will never put anything like that in her mouth again. <laughs> Last year, there was a story about someone with fairly pronounced vampire, that where the, the fangs go over the lower lip, They're oh, always, and they got locked in there with that glue. Mm. All right, and uh, we'll do one more uh, story that involves uh, the supernatural, since we're around Halloween. Uh, some people believe in ghosts, and other people date them back in December. <laughs> 
A British woman, Amethyst Realm, uh, told the British TV show ITV this morning that she cheated on her fiancé with a ghost. We understand that you've had a relationship with a ghost. Do tell! And has since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least 20 ghosts. Well, now, in a more recent interview, she says... She's become engaged to a ghost. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. She says that she and her see-through lover got engaged during a trip to celebrate their nine-month relationship at England's Wookiee Hole Caves. Yeah, we had the Wookiee Hole Caves when the ghost lover got down on his knee and proposed. Well, no. She said there was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. Oh. Is he a a specter, a poltergeist, or what is She didn't indicate what type of celestial being. A phantom, perhaps? Uh, But but for the first time, she said, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She said it was deep, sexy, and real. Isn't this great? Uh, (laughs) To hear at the Wookiee hole? This is something I would assume only the Mrs. Wookiee would see. The 30-year-old says she met her spooky match, who doesn't have a name, uh, during a work trip to Australia in February. I have your mind working with a ghost. Uh, Realm says that her friends and family have embraced her unusual engagement, and now she is planning her big day as a pagan ceremony. Oh, that's great. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Nick, can you look up Wookie Hole Caves? You bet. For me, I am curious as to what that is. Apparently, it's hairy. It's a real place in England, but uh, Wookie is spelled W-O-O-K-E-Y. Oh, not like Chewbacca. No, not not like Chewbacca. Um, Famous caves and so much more. Uh, so they, they, it's like a uh, you know caverns. Yeah, like, like legitimate caves. Yeah, but they've uh, they've turned it into an attraction. next to the C three PO mountains. Yeah, they uh, there are <laughs> fall activities there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they got a camp. Oh, the Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. Yeah, Nick's going to click on the Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. And, yeah, sure enough, it's, it's yeah. Oh, cool. They have it set up there. You can go tour with staircases and so forth going down into the cave. Also, for some reason, they have the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cam. Gonna... Do you think that's where they got the name Wookiee? Uh, it's, for the, uh, well, for the George Universe? Lucas wrote it. Yeah. It's oh, possible. And, and they age cheese in the cave. That's why they have the cheese cam. Just like they do. <laughs> Look, look at all the action as the cheese ages. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Steve is just static. Yeah, there's a picture of pictures cheese. of cheese. Yeah. Oh, the lights change colors. I Nick. see. Yeah. Uh, is that a cheese cave thing happening today? We'd like to come. I want to propose to my ghost lover. You know what? A band name or, yeah, it could be the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good We thing. are the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Casey has asked me to give one of these away. Uh, This event is on November 18th, and it is a conversation with John Heater, uh, Efren Ramirez, and Tina uh, Morgerino from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, It's the uh, Kimmel Center presents Napoleon Dynamite, uh, and it will include a full screening of the cultural (laughs) phenomenon of Napoleon Dynamite. Followed followed by a screening, uh, I'm sorry, followed by a moderated discussion with uh, fan favorite cast members. One performance only. Info and tickets at uh, KimmelCenter.org. So let's take call number 12 and we'll give that to you. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll get back in a second and we will do the lesson question, Trash and Music News. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush, a video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. 
Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Kind of a gray-looking day as you are headed into work or looking out the window or outside, but at least it's fairly comfortable. Uh, we have some scattered thunderstorms that are going to be in and around our area through the course of the day. So not a downpour, but you will experience a little bit of rain from one time or another today. Uh, but the high 71 degrees, not too bad. We're going to be cooling off more seasonable tomorrow. Uh, morning clouds and then uh, some sun, uh, 56. And then Sunday looks sunny, uh, 57. And I'm looking at some rain working its way into the forecast on Monday. So uh, get yourself prepared for that. We'll do the uh, word of the week at uh, the end of the show. But in the meantime, we're going to do a lesson question for today. See if you've been paying attention. And we'll have a pair of tickets to, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, the Impractical Jokers. Yes. Uh, in the second show as they're coming back. And the Preston and Steve Show is presenting the Cranges McBasketball World Comedy Tour. And this will be the second show, January 19th at 8 p.m. at the Met in Philadelphia. <clears throat> Hang on. Uh, well, I'm looking for tickets. Amen. No, no, no. Tickets go on sale today at uh, four minutes ago uh, via themedphilly.com. So I want to make sure you knew that information. All right. So how about this? Meghan Markle was required by royal policy to delete her social media accounts, which is odd because Prince Charles restarted which of his social media accounts? 215-263-WMMR. Okay. Meghan Markle was required by royal policy to delete her social media accounts, which is odd because Prince Charles restarted which of his social media accounts. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. We'll see if you can get through and get the prize. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Fuel up this fall at Dunkin' with $2 any size iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, try any of Duncan's delicious flavors like maple pecan or pumpkin. America runs on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Katy Perry just purchased a 4,400-square-foot, $7.5 million mansion next to her $19 million estate to serve as a guest house. Perry says it's really nothing spectacular, noting that the runway doesn't even have a control tower. <laughs> Oh, my God. O.J. Simpson causing a mild bit of controversy by dressing up as a gynecologist for a Halloween costume party. O.J. says the costume was a deliberate joke because his real specialty is head transplants. Oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, Ariana Grande uh, talking about uh, the uh, removing the Pete Davidson-inspired tattoos from her body. Grande continues to insist that despite everything, she cares for Davidson, even though she did remove this tattoo with a jigsaw. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood All right, IT, uh, let's search around, see if we can find an answer for this. Meghan Markle was required by royal policy to delete her social media accounts, which is odd because Prince Charles restarted which of his social media accounts. And it is Danielle that we're going to go to. Danielle, good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, so what uh, social media accounts did uh, social media account did uh, Prince Charles restart? That would be his grinder account. Grinder, yes. You got it right. Hang on a second, Danielle. For your correct answer, we have a pair of tickets uh, for show number two True TV's Impractical Jokers, the Cranges McBasketball World Comedy Tour, starring the Tenderloins, presented by the Preston and Steve Show. It's a brand new tour, Saturday, January 19th, and the second show is at 8 p.m. At the Met Philadelphia on North Broad. And tickets are on sale now at 10 a.m. Or they started at 10 a.m. today uh, via themetphilly.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. 
Okay, so we're going to start with some news concerning Chris Cornell. His widow, Vicky, has filed a lawsuit against his doctor for malpractice, accusing the physician of overprescribing drugs that eventually caused the singer to commit suicide. She called him uh, Dr. Feelgood, right? Uh, maybe she did. Yeah. yeah. In the lawsuit, Vicky claims that Dr. Robert Coblin prescribed 940 doses of the anti-anxiety drug lorazepam, a.k.a. Ativan, as well as oxycodone during the last 20 months of his life without examining her husband, performing lab studies, or doing anything else to determine if Chris was in danger. Just kept refilling the uh, prescription. The lawsuit uh, alleges the doctor took no steps to protect Chris, even though uh, Coblin knew that the musician was an addiction-prone individual. Uh, the suit also claims that Coblin never warned Chris about the dangers of suicide or other side effects of long-term lorazepam use. Uh, the suit claims that at the time of his death, Chris had, quote, everything to live for and was making plans for future recordings, tours, and charitable work with no indication that he was suicidal. Uh, Vicky and her two children are suing for unspecified damages. Ghosts returned to Milwaukee on Wednesday night to honor a fan who had passed away last spring after attending the band's previous show at the same venue. The Swedish Metal Act's sold-out concert at the Riverside Theater on May 31st came to an abrupt and tragic end when fan Jeff Fortune collapsed at the venue and later died. Uh, Since Fortune had collapsed during intermission, Ghost never performed the second half of its show, vowing instead to come back and complete the performance on Halloween. A special shirt featuring an illustration of Ghost frontman Tobias Forge and Fortune wearing a Michael Myers costume from Halloween was sold at the venue with all of the proceeds being donated to Fortune's family. Forge said prior to Wednesday's concert, hopefully we're going to make it a little bit of an extra special Halloween for some people. He and his wife and his son with him at that show. Uh, So it was a very sad event. I really hope that we can turn it into somewhat of a positive thing. We'll do our best. Uh, The Milwaukee County Medical Examiner's Office revealed that the 52-year-old Fortune had a history of heart problems and died of probable cardiac arrest. Mm. Muse drummer Dominic Hayward, or Howard, I'm sorry, uh, says in a new interview that the band, wanting the feel of a 1980s sci-fi movie poster for their new album artwork, had hired Kyle Lambert, the artist who created uh, the season two poster for the hit Netflix paranormal series Stranger Things. Howard had a specific vision in mind for the cover of the trio's new LP called Simulation Theory, saying we wanted to do it properly. We had to find the right person. It had to be illustrated by hand, and it had to actually look like a movie poster. We looked at a few different people, but I knew that Kyle, who did Stranger Things, would be the one. Uh, He had said it was my idea to create something, or Howard had said it was my idea to create something that looked like a film poster. I've wanted to do that for a few albums, some kind of vintage movie poster. Uh, this time, once we started working on the videos with this director, Lance Drake, we realized that it would be cool. The music videos, Oh, it is a cool poster. Yeah, the music videos have all had a uh, mix of different 80s sci-fi vibes to them. I loved a lot of these artists that did, um, there were guys that used to do um, uh, the artwork who did, uh, Frank Fazetta did Conan the Barbarian artwork, and uh, Chesley Bonestall, I think his name was. Some of these classic science fiction looks that you would see. Years ago, like yeah. um, what was that? What was the magazine uh, that uh, the the penthouse? Um, do you remember that? Uh, uh, heavy metal. What is that? Heavy oh, metal. Heavy metal. metal. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a Guccione uh, production, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. publisher. Yeah. Yeah, they had cool stuff. 
Uh, Alice in Chains has released the official video for Never Fade, the latest single from the band's sixth studio album, Rainier Fog, uh, which arrived in August. The clip is a continuation of the concept started in the video for The One You Know with singer William Duvall saying the full story will gradually be revealed. Uh, For now, check out what we love to do best, play live and tell a story with our music. Duvall revealed in a recent interview that Never Fade was inspired by Chris Cornell, Lane Staley, and his own grandmother. Uh, His grandmother was a fixture of his child when he was growing up in Washington, D.C. He said we had lost uh, my grandmother, uh, not this past New Year's, but New Year's Day of the year previous, and she lived to be 105. Wow. And she was the first person to move into the apartment building where I spent so much of my childhood. Duvall wrote the lyrics for Never Fade at Seattle Studio X, where Alice in Chains recorded its last album with Staley on vocals. In 1995. He said his uh, grandmother died while free-climbing Devil's Tower. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, she was uh, active right up until the end. It's just amazing. And that's what I have for you in music news. Let's take another break, shall we? And when we return, we'll have the letter of the day, the word of the week, give away the prize, and we will move on. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Uh, 20 minutes after 10 o'clock. Friday morning of the Preston and Steve Show. Coming to a close for the work week. And it has been a very... Strange week. For it us, has sensation wise. I know you said this, Steve. It's only been we had a day off, so it, it's only been three days in a row because we had that travel day. But it feels like we worked five days this week, doesn't it? Yeah, because we were yeah. t- tired from the travel back on that day. Yep. So it was a full week. Yep. It was just weird. Just a strange one, but very interesting and uh, one that we'll never forget. Most definitely, uh, the trip to London was excellent. It's just funny. A week ago, we were wrapping up the show on the ship on the Thames. Oh my God, you know. And then on Monday, we were in the hotel, and then now we're here. Even that was a blur. Just that Friday was a weird blur because we left on Thursday. We went straight to the boat and broadcast live. My it was great though. It was great. My favorite time was after after the broadcast. I got to chat with a whole bunch of people on the boat and. Then, uh, and then took Kathy and I uh, took a nine mile walk into the uh, to the hotel. <laughs> Almost got killed like at least seven times. Seven times by traffic. But Did you guys uh, get kind of turned around? Just a little turned around. around a little bit. Not really. No, okay. we didn't. We really. were just like we, one we block got, over. Yeah. We were like one okay. block off. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, almost got killed a couple times. Uh, yeah, kept looking yeah. the wrong way. Yep. Uh, and we had our mushy peas. <laughs> Casey had the mushy peas. I did. Yeah, they were okay. Okay. That's what everybody says they sucked, actually. I was talking to a lot of Brits that said they were lousy. Don't, don't like mushy know, peas? They don't even know why those exist. I but. tell you, the food over there, though, as I've said, uh, the first time I went to England, uh, the food was great. I loved it. Yeah. I was very impressed. <laughs> All right. Well, I just, I forgot. When okay. we went and got our fish and chips, um, you were able to order scraps, and they were free. Yeah. Oh. I mean, literally, like, free of charge. Here you go. Here are some scraps for you. So that's just, listen, when, when I used to go to Long John Silver's when I was a kid a lot, they would fill up the little uh, the little paper boat that they would give your food in. Yeah. They would just put all the, we just called them crunchies. Yes. Which is all the batter, the leftover batter. Fried so batter. You could get? Yep. And yes. it's great. Oh my God. We and would, it's healthy for yeah, you. It's so good for you. It's so good for you. But, we would, but it's great. We would get that and drench it in malt vinegar and just, yes. oh, God, just scarf it up. Oh, Dip yeah. it in Crisco. So they had free 
Scraps. Scraps. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I need to thank our guest. First of all, I want to thank John Rambo for being yeah. on the show this morning. God he, bless you. Yes, he got our uh, he got our uh, day started today. But uh, no, real, a guy's real name, John Rambo. And that led us into conversations about people that have famous or infamous names. And we got some interesting ones uh, that called in this morning. Uh, everybody from uh, James Brown to Jason Voorhees. Yes. To, uh, who knows? It was all over the map. So, Placido D'Amico. Uh, thank you to Tony Rock. Yeah. Very nice guy. Very great funny guy. comedian. Brother of Chris Rock. But you don't even need to uh, add that as part of his resume because he's really funny and really nice. And uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. And there is a Sunday show at 7.30. HeliumComedy.com to get tickets. And how about director and writer Sean Anders? Hey. What a nice guy. Very nice guy. His movie is called Instant Family. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. I got you. Going to go see it, Kath, because you have the the oh, foster yeah, uh, foster child and, and adoption thing in common. Yeah, I'll definitely go see it. I, I that's what I said to him. I like the fact that he made a comedy about it because you can look back now and laugh at some of the things. So I'm interested to see what he uh, put into the movie. Cool, nice. Uh, we need to do our letter of the day. Any chance you can offer that up, Case? That's who. <laughs> is that you, Pierre? Yeah, that's that pretty is. good. That's something. That's, that's good. <laughs> 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 well, he would have been. A, it's more a word. Yeah, Dorito. <laughs> I like Kaboomba. Yeah. Kaboomba. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter <laughs> L, as in leaping. Lanny Popo. All right, and we I have pow 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 pow. Kaboomba! <laughs> we'll take caller number eight at 215-263-WMMR. See if you know the word of the week prize, and uh, we'll hand that out to you. By the way, I want to go back. Nick had pulled this up. I meant I wanted to mention this during the interview with Sean Anders, but he pulled up his Twitter account. He has 58 followers. <laughs> uh, but he only has five tweets. I'm guessing he just created this the other day. Sure. Uh, so if you want to make him happy and uh, and maybe you know tag us on it and said, uh, hey, Preston and Steve told us to follow you. Uh, you can do that. It's just uh, your Sean Anders, S-E-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S, Y-O-U-R at the beginning. Um, so let me thank our sponsors, uh, the Preston and Steve show. Well, normally I ask Pierre what's coming up on his show here. So uh, A whole bunch of things. Oh, really? You have <laughs> yeah. some great great things uh, planned yes. for today? Kabooba. Uh, it's Carter Beaufort's birthday, maybe a little bit of uh, Dave Matthews Band. I, I don't know. I expect to see him running down the hall for some reason, you yeah. know? We've seen that happen. Yeah, like seen it's just like a slow motion with his hair flowing. We've seen him uh, come Wait, flying. Him. There he goes. Nope, nope, that's not ah! him. That's a that's a sound effect. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll thank our sponsor. Yeah, uh, the President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And also brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. So thank you very much to them spipples. Uh, let's see. I'm waiting for us to get a caller on the line. And we do we do have that. This is our caller. It is Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Godzooks. Godzooks. Godzooks, sir. All right. What is the word of the week? Grail. Grail is... Thank you. That's right, Jim. And you are now going to live large like Marissa with a hotel stay at the Western Hotel in the city. Dinner at Opa. Opa. And two tickets to see Storm Large's Crazy Kind of Love concert with the Philly Pops at the Kimmel Center. That's on Friday, November 9th. Sound pretty good to you? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hang on, Jim. We're going to take care of you. Uh, don't forget uh, that uh, Storm's Crazy Kind of Love is set to features classics like, uh, well, classic rock hits, as well as tunes like I've Got You Under My Skin, Somebody Love, and Forever Young. Tickets are on sale now at phillypops.org. Uh, on the Preston and Steve program next week, we got some good stuff in store for you. John C. McGinley yes. is going to get in touch with us. Love it. Uh, our good friend of all these years, Tracy Davidson from NBC10 is stopping by. We're going to talk to Anthony Michael Hall. And another old friend, Dov Davidoff, is going to be in studio, too. So. You know, Anthony Michael Hall is making a guest appearance on Riverdale. Oh, yeah. And I guess is that why he's getting in touch yeah. with us? Excellent. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on and have yourself a great weekend, gang. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. If you stop at a red light over the line, don't continue to inch forward while you're waiting for the light to turn green because I just watched you, dumbass, almost get T-boned. I'm glad you didn't, but holy sh- that was the ride for my life at 7 in the morning. Next message. Damn you, Steve. I've got busted ribs and you're making me laugh my ass off. I hate you and I love you. Next message. F- you, it's f- Christmas! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.